Hey listener, this is Venice, and you're listening to Voice from the Underground, hosted by TJ Johnson with Big Haas and Dutch. If this is your first time listening, here's a little insight. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about important things, such as social issues, politics, and religion. We also talk about fun things like movies, comics, video games, sports talk, even funny news and cigar reviews. If you like what you hear, leave us a rating and share our show with your friends. We are proud members of the Tangent Bound Network and the famous original podcast network. Welcome to the underground. Yo, 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 welcome in, listener, to yet another edition of Voice from the Underground, the podcast. This is Jason Dutch, and I will be your maybe not so prestigious host for the day. TJ is still spreading holiday cheer and working late hours, working at the workshop with Santa and all of the elves. So thank you, TJ, for your commitment to the Christmas holiday and to the listener. Thank you for pressing play on whatever platform it is that you are using, be it iTunes, be it Stitcher, be it Spreaker, be it Spotify, or iHeartRadio, or TuneIn Radio, the voice of Alexa. Please leave a review for us. Pick up your phone right now and leave us a review. We would love it. We would love you forever. Love you long time. Thank you for choosing us. Now, our content here at Voice from the Underground is listener-driven. We love feedback, but also we talk about what we want because it's our damn show. That is correct, sir. It is our damn show. So thank you for coming on down to the underground and making it your show, too. So quick note before we get started with today's show. Uh, this is going to be a bit of an experiment. I am working in the lab at an experiment uh, because I'm doing things slightly differently today than I normally do. And a couple of different things. So we have, we're going to have four. We're not really sure if TJ is going to join us. He might. So if he does, great. If he doesn't, don't, you, you can complain later. Don't write the letter to me. Write the letter to TJ. We'll leave his address at the end. Um, but I'm, I've got the soundboard live today, number one. So if it screws up, oh well. But you, won't, you will know if it does screw up because I'm not going to edit this show. All right? I'm just being upfront with you guys. I'm giving you forewarning. It's the day before Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve Eve, and with five audio tracks, I am not spending nine fucking hours editing this shit, so I love you guys, but we're going to leave today's show relatively unaltered in its original form, so you get to see exactly how fucking bad we are at this, because we are abysmal, and you're going to see firsthand. So today, to help us in our abysmalness, we have some help, because we can't be bad enough without these guys. From the famous original podcast network, our pod buddies, back again with us on Voice from the Underground. It is the one. It is the only dumb all over Tom and Austin. And now uncensored and naked. <laughs> they have no clothes on. Hello, Hello. Tom. Hello, Austin. Welcome Hello. back to Voice from the Underground. Oh, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thank you. It's nice to have you back. I, you know, most people, after they come the first time, they don't even answer my calls. You know, it's, oh, it's really? nice to have a second date. 
you know what? It's okay. It, it was a good first date. We enjoyed the first date. You know, we didn't feel Wait, well, uh, you for, didn't, well you for that. You get another applause. applause. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're the first well, ever to get that. <laughs> well, perfect. And listen, like I said, you didn't you didn't Brett Kavanaugh us, so we're good. We're we're ready for the second date. <laughs> oh, yet would be the word there. Yet. Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah. You yet. I hope that's we a promise. Will probably can. <laughs> So uh, we'll get to dumb all over and uh, let them have a chance to talk. So one thing I will say, listener, uh, just, uh, just to on, finish up my thought from before on the non-editing, we are using uh, Zoom. Sometimes when we talk over each other on Zoom, it trunicates a little bit. Like I might sound like, for a second. And if that happens, sorry. But again, I'm not going to go through the time of fixing it for this one time only. It's my Christmas present to myself. It's called time, and I can't get it back. So real quick, before we get started, uh, Dumb All Over is a progressive podcast that centers itself around craft beer and progressive politics. And you guys, now, first of all, I have a beef with you guys. You say you're about pop culture. You're full of shit. Tom, when's the last time you watched a fucking movie? Uh, 2001. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> So cut the crap. Take that shit out of your title of your show. But well, tell us, tell us real quick a little bit about your podcast. You know how long have you guys been around? And there's a reason why you're on our show today, because shortly after this show is posted, you guys have a bit of a special event. Tell us about it. Well, first of all, Dutch, I will tell you this. The first few episodes of our tenure, we did have pop culture in every episode. <laughs> However, it re we, Austin and I both realized very quickly that we don't uh, know as much about pop culture. However, because we have a whoa, guy... Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Don't say we. Yeah, we. <laughs> I know it's plenty we at this point. It's two years in, it's a we at this point. It's like a marriage. <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, uh, we have been podcasting for a little under two years at this point. We started um, the week that Donald Trump was inaugurated as president, and we what a week! Yeah, day that we will live in infamy. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, we've put out a podcast and an, an episode every single week since then. So at this point, he has um, he has been. Uh, president for 100 weeks and that's also why we're on the show um we just finished recording our 100th episode congratulations thank you thank you very thank much you. you've got us by what 29 so this is 71 for us oh okay although we are um doing once in a while we do two episodes a week so Probably not fair. We'll probably eventually lap you guys, but probably, yeah. It, it, that doesn't mean it's better quality. It just means <laughs> we have more quantity. Bad quantity does not equal quality. We know that that is true. Uh, speaking of bad quality, let's start out our show and we'll circle back to Dumb All Over a little bit more. You'll hear from them again, listener. Don't feel bad. Don't miss them too much. They'll be right yeah, back. Yeah, please. It's not nothing. But in the meantime, Haas, uh, don't yep. you have a segment? Oh, there it is. Welcome to the Humidor with Big Haas. Find out what Haas is puffing and drinking today. If you try his suggestion, and you die. That is natural selection, and the VFU podcast is not responsible for you being weak and sauce. Now, the one, the only, Big Haas. I'm not on drugs. Oh, big Haas. 
You actually got to listen to that live for once. What are you drinking? Yeah. Smoking? What are you eating over there? You got Skittles and cigars? What are we doing today? Oh, man, you're going to love it today. Uh, first, let me I give a shout out. Day. Let me give a shout out to uh, the lady from A Tribe Called Quest, Low End Theory, for my intro. I love you, baby. Oh, uh, the elevator music girl. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I remember her. Mm-hmm. A Tribe Called Quest is right of four members exactly exactly all right so you, so you shout out to her why are we shooting out to somebody who we don't even know who that is because that 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 voice is i like it i like that <laughs> automated voice it takes me back to the first time i heard the low end theory god bless it i was just like i was blown away by the quality of that album that's a five mic album I don't it's care what anybody says. Album, one of my favorites yes. of all time. It's the low end the theory albums. is amazing. It's one of the albums, not to steal your segment, but it's one of the albums where I can listen to the entire album, yep. song for song. That one and uh, the the one right before it, right? People's uh, Instinct of Travels, Travels no, or Midnight no, Marauders. No, not that one. There was the one after it then. Midnight the Marauders. War- yes, Midnight Marauders with award tour. Right. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, those. Those two albums, I can listen to every single song. Yeah. Great albums. All right. So back to the humidor. Back to it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I am about seven puffs into the Inch Natural by E.P. Carrillo. Carrillo. The inch? I-N-C-H? Inch. Yes. Because the ring gauge is 64 in, uh, in Cigar Speak. Is measured in uh, centimeters, so that's sixty-fourths. You know, sixty-four. So it's an inch around. That's the ring gauge. It's about six inches long. Uh, tastes like heaven in your mouth. <laughs> Can go yeah, so many places of, with that. Yes, yes. If 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 you like me and you love pie, this is as close to pie. The Rock loves get. pie. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a Nicaraguan, uh, I'm sorry, Ecuadorian rapper. The, it's from the Dominican Republic, but the, uh, the filler comes from Nicaragua and the Dominican. It's beautifully colored. This is the natural, not the Maduro. Maduros are usually a little bit darker wrapper. Uh, you get a little bit of uh, coffee, some spice. And it's just, it's really smooth for a medium full type cigar. So when I say medium full, what I mean is it's got a little bite. It's got a little uh, punch to it as far as the uh, strength, but it kind of, it kind of tastes like a mild. The taste is, is different. Uh, usually uh, full, medium full cigars, they're a little bit more earthy uh, in their taste when you're puffing them. When you say like a mild, you don't mean like like a black and mild. Mm-mm. When I say mild, I mean like a very, very, very light in the uh, in the in the in the punch that you get. Oh, okay. Like um, a medium full, a full cigar. You don't want to smoke a full cigar, a very robust cigar, on uh, an empty stomach because you will get sick. You will get uh, even without inhaling. Oh yeah. Hmm. Oh yeah. So this is a medium full, so it starts off really mild. As a, it gets a little bit more full towards the end, but this is a great cigar. Um, I really like it, and I have it. I have it 
the Drake pairing is a little bit, well, it's, it's, my, it's my type of Drake pairing, and you'll know when you hear it. So I've got my, I've got my foundation, my Jack, my Jack Honey, right? Uh-huh. And I've got some uh, clear American cherry limeade in there. But I did not fill my glass all the way up with the cherry limeade after I put, the, I put a triple shot of the Jack Honey in. I filled it up about three quarters and then I finished off because I, after this podcast, have to wrap Christmas presents. So I have black cherry <laughs> kickstart in the, uh, getting the a finished off. I got it. I had to put a little kickstart in there. Very, and, very uh, nice. So what I'm doing is I'm, I'm, I'm actually uh, getting my Teddy KGB on because I got a bowl full of Oreo sitting over here too. Okay. Now are you going with the regular Oreo or are you, uh, have you been brought over to the mint Oreo team like I have? I don't. I don't mess around with mint Oreos. I, have you tried it? Eat. No. Okay. No. Well, don't I, don't want, I, don't, I don't want a mint Oreo. I want a golden <laughs> Oreo. I want a birthday cake Oreo, or I want a regular Oreo double stuff. That's it. Okay. So mess, you, I don't mess around with mint and stuff like that. You're not into diversity with the Oreo. You are anti. I already said. I put. I said. I want a regular Oreo which is chocolate, a golden Oreo, which is blonde. Yeah, but that's well, still plain. cake Oreo, which is Native American or something. I don't know. You know they have that new uh, dark chocolate Oreo coming out, like January 2nd. It's supposed to have a dark chocolate inside with a... Nope. Nope. Forget it. Looks pretty tasty, it. although I, can't, I wouldn't know because I'm on low carb. Uh, oh, so yeah. I'm doing... I'm not really doing keto, kind of doing keto, but I'm, I mean, I've lost 38 pounds and... Right. Uh, that's good. That's uh, good. Two months. So I was a fat shit. Now I'm a kind of fat shit. There you go. I always say this when it comes to those diets and stuff. If you're not, if you're not, if you're not willing to or able to do it forever, that's a red flag to me. Yeah. Well, it's freaking working. I'll, I'll tell you that. Now, as far as your drink pairing go, okay. So first of all, you have to give your rating. So you're, you're giving your rating on the one to five star scale which you like to break down to the decimal point. So go ahead and give us your rating and any thoughts on this. And then I'm going to ask our, uh, our guests about what they're drinking because that's sort of their tradition as well. So what is okay. your rating, kind sir? Um, because I'm in the first fourth of the cigar right now, I'm going to give this a, uh, like a four, but it may go up or down. Um, oh, suspense based on how it finishes this so is we an might organic have to, podcast yeah we might have to come back towards the end and say hey uh now that you've been puffing on this for a while has it what has the rating changed in i will do that we will definitely do that so tom and austin have you learned something about cigar smoking <sighs> yeah I, I would say yeah yeah i mean i yeah. I've, I've smoked maybe like four cigars in my entire life and that I didn't know there was that much to smoking cigars. I'm not, I'm not not, I really, that was really, really, really high macro level stuff that I just gave you. Like, well, it's, it's, it's impressive. It goes, though. So deep. it goes so deep. So, so deep. So, that's so deep. Said. That's what she said. <laughs> that, that's that six inch, inch wide goes so deep. <laughs> About six inches, I've, I've heard. <laughs> About six inches deep. Exactly. <laughs> Speak for yourselves, guys. You know, we're, 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 we're smart around here. It's kind of like... I was a really good student at the best school. I'm not like a smart guy, okay? <laughs> so Totally smart. 
totally <laughs> freaking smart. So uh, one of the, I don't want to call it a gimmick, but one of the things you guys do is you talk about a craft beer during your podcast. I believe you start out every episode with that. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you drinking today? Did you decide to drink with us or are you, uh, are you going alcohol free? Are you surely templing it tonight? <laughs> so I, I'll start because I've actually uh, severely cut down my alcohol intake because for a while, uh, my drinking became more of a problem than uh, an activity. So <laughs> to try okay. to catch up, to try to catch, you know, to regain some health and not die at 30 years old, uh, I decided to kind of stop drinking in between periods. So right now I'm actually not drinking. I'm drinking coffee because I'm extremely tired. Uh, long day work and all that good stuff. You know, good old American jobs. Uh, but the I, economy one, is very good. It's so good. It's so great. <laughs> even though it's really yeah. bad. It's really bad, but it's great. Great for other people, <laughs> not you. Um, but yeah, so just coffee for me. I'm being a boring, boring old man right now. He wrote me beautiful letters. And then we fell in love. <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. I wrote them about myself. <laughs> very nice, Tom. Austin, are you also in AA? No, I'm. I, I don't have a drinking problem. I have it pretty much figured out. <laughs> it's Austin uh, Anonymous, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to be anonymous when I have my name right in it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now I'm. <clears throat> I'm drinking um, uh, Weyerbacher's Insanity, which is their. Uh, barley wine aged in bourbon barrels for a year. So it's pretty strong. Okay. It's really that, good. Will you say that one more time for us? Yeah. So Weyerbacher's Insanity is their barley wine, which I believe is called Blithering Idiot, that they put inside of bourbon barrels and they age it for a year. I call people that sometimes, Blithering Idiots. I think yeah. I've said it about uh, 45 a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> now, now explain the uh, the brewery, Weyerbacher's, Weyerbacher. Wire- yeah, Weyerbacher is a Where little... Where are they from? They're from Easton, Pennsylvania, so it's right about, I don't know, 20 minutes from where Tom and I live, or used I used to live. I live in New York now, but um, yeah, they're just a little Pennsylvania brewery that is starting to get on the dogfish head level. Not quite that big, but they're growing a lot. And they're very good. They make... And um, they're, yeah, they um, make unbelievable beer. beers. <laughs> yeah. Very strong yeah, this beer one, too. usually... Uh, Insanity, because it's a yearly release. Usually, it's around eleven point one percent ABV. Wow! Wow! Yeah, but but yeah, this year they, they kicked it up. Yeah. Now we yeah, see this. why Tom had to stop drinking. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, this this year they kicked it up to twelve and a half. Are they the ones yeah. who do the Imperial Pumpkin? Yes, they yes. are. Yep. Yes, that's them. Oh, well, you know what they say. I sure do like pumpkins, Cotton. <laughs> now i know you guys you know i've heard you say that you're a big fan of that beer and i will tell you uh because i am unfortunate enough to listen to your show uh <laughs> that um i have been intrigued to try that beer many many times Very although good. i have not found it anywhere yet although living in california maybe i'm just going to the wrong places i don't know it's but probably I will not but it's probably not that far west, I'm imagining. And they started branching out. I remember when I went to visit Boston a couple of years ago, it had just got to Boston, which was a, a pretty amazing thing because it, it's a small brewery. It's not a very big place at all. No, uh, it's like one so, building. <laughs> yeah, literally one building. So <laughs> it probably just hasn't gone out that far. But if you ever do come out this way, at least the northeast, um, you can pretty much find it. In wherever craft beer is sold, it's it's yeah. a it's a fantastic pumpkin beer, and it'll get you fucked up in a minute. Uh yeah, 
eleven percent. I would say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it messes right. you up. It'll probably also get you quite fat. Quite yes, and, and that's part of the reason why I stopped drinking beer because, like, I would go on these amazing diets and eat this extremely healthy food, and then I weigh myself and I'm like, huh, I'm two pounds heavier. I can't, <laughs> I can't seem to figure this shit out. And then I stopped drinking, and all of a sudden I'm like, wow, I'm ten pounds lighter. Whoa, there's the link. And this, this this is a process I've been dealing with since I was like, when I started drinking, fourteen. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, thirteen, fourteen. I'll say fourteen. Ah, uh, you about liberals. Your pain. Tell, us, tell us about your pain. Who hurt you? Uh, myself. <laughs> it's wow. self inflicted. Wow. Yeah, I used to like punching myself in the face. It felt good. Lots of rigid socks in your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I would beat myself, not off. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what you're suggesting. I'm entirely sure you're entirely sure what I'm suggesting. <laughs> What's the difference? Then? What's the difference? Oh, oh brother. There's a, there's a big difference, Haas. Big no, difference. no underwear over the head cause you to start drinking at 14. <laughs> no, alcohol tastes good. That's what made me start drinking. I had a sip. I'm like, oh, shit, this is really good. <laughs> really? My first sip of alcohol, I hated it. I hated really? beer. I, yes. Yeah, for my first thing I ever had alcoholic was an old English 840. Oh, that's oh, horrible. That's why. That's exactly <laughs> why. I would have probably fucking puked if I had that. Uh, I didn't puke, but I was like, I don't like beer. So I started drinking hard liquor. Yeah, well, that's what I did. My or first Zimas. <laughs> <laughs> with, with grenadine. With grenadine. With grenadine, okay. okay. Get this right. <laughs> my first ever shot was a shot of Hennessy. And I, oh, so, uh, yeah, I took like a, Leon Phelps, the ladies' man. <laughs> <laughs> took a shot, and I was like, "Wow, this is my new habit. I know it's going to be my new habit." And then I cleaned my parents' liquor cabinet out before they realized it, <laughs> and then restocked it when I was twenty-one. And they never found out because they're not big drinkers. So I got away with that. <laughs> Tom, just don't just. Don't pretend for us that you got the ladies' man pop culture. Oh, uh, there's no, I have no idea what that. that. I just your head. <laughs> you it's not, never it's seen a, the ladies' man. I've never seen a movie. Oh my god! Yeah, well, I he saw Gladiator. Several times. Yeah, it's a great movie, by the way. Gladiator. <laughs> yeah, he was naked he was watching great. it. Uh, several times. Several no, no, times. no. That's when he watches uh, Spartacus. <laughs> man, not a big Spartacus fan. Not a big Spartacus. Did you see Spartacus? The original, yeah. The, the you, mean Corey, you mean Cory Booker? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Cory Booker sees Spartacus every time he, he, go, he shaves. Hey, there's Spartacus again. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. I, I'm a general fan of Cory Booker, but come on. Oh, I, I'm sorry about that. I didn't. I can name you a lot of worse people. Oh yeah, so can like I get started sure. with the list? Yeah, so for sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, okay, so I have a little bit of a rant here. Go for as it. we get our show going, um, I the other day, actually, it was this, two days ago, the day before yesterday. My daughter, my twelve-year-old, has a bad habit of coming home with strays. And no, I'm not People talking about or animals. No, animals, fortunately, okay. well, unfortunately, and unfortunately. <laughs> Wait, um, and the she, fact they had to ask that was actually really funny. <laughs> and she brings home homeless people. Um, this is Emmett. <laughs> <laughs> we met. <laughs> he was drunk outside of the liquor store. So right. 
<laughs> uh, no, she brought home four little kittens. Uh, they were probably four? a few weeks old. Yes, four. Not just one. Jeez. She decided to go for the gold medal and brought home four kittens. Put them in the backyard. Now, I am allergic to cats. She's allergic to cats. We're all pretty much allergic to cats here. And I have a, a, a two-year-old who I'm pretty sure is pretty allergic to cats as well. So I want nothing to do with these freaking cats. I mean, they're cute. They're kittens, right? But I know they're going to grow up into the devil. So I, we keep them overnight. We threw them in the garage. And the next day, I got up and I went to the local SPCA office to drop them off. I get to the SPCA office and they tell me, well, sir, I'm sorry. Thank you for rescuing these cats that otherwise would have died in the cold. Because even though I'm in Central California, it's like 30 degrees. And they wouldn't take the freaking cats. They turned me away. They Word. said, well, yeah. They said, well, you can drive all the way to the outside of town, which is like 12 miles away, and go drop them off at Mount Vernon at the city. I'm like, uh, okay. So I left and I looked, went, I went in my car and Googled it. And these cats are like in a box in the bed of my pickup truck. And they're, they're like, we're, while we're driving, they're like getting out and trying almost jumping into moving traffic. So, and my daughter's like losing her mind because she thinks they're going to get hit by a car. So, I mean, this is a freaking nightmare class a, and so I, I look, I'm like, you know what? There's another shelter only two miles away. And since we're playing like, you know, keep the kitten from killing itself, like Frogger, the old video game, uh, I decided to go there. So we pull up to this place and this place doesn't want to take the damn cats either. So I told him, I said, you know what? I go, my kids are allergic. I got a two year old at home. Look at my daughter's eyes. She's fucking Benadryl, blah, 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 blah. I go, I'm leaving these cats here. I'm just going to put them in a box and leave them on the side of the street. I go, I I'm washing my hands of this. So these people, uh, ultimately they, they, I, they, I talk them into taking the cats, right? But this one guy, he comes out, he goes, do you know, sir, that you're at a government facility and what you're doing is illegal? I said, sir, if you want to arrest me for trying to save a cat's life, you go right ahead and freaking do that. And this jag bag's taking pictures of my license plate, all this type of shit. So you know what? All I have to say is, is PETA, I guess you're not doing a very good fucking job, number one. And number two, if an animal shelter is an animal shelter, let it be a fucking animal shelter and stop dicking around with people. There was other people who walked in there while I was there trying to drop off dogs that they found. They're just trying to do the right thing, and you're telling them they have to drive 12 miles out of town? How do you know I don't have any fucking gas money left? You know, and then, you're, oh, well, if you don't have enough gas money, I'm going to arrest you. You know, uh, this is, I, I don't know about you guys. I, I just had to get that rant off my chest, but screw you to SPCA and to the animal shelter. Screw you a thousand times. So yeah, there you go. Okay, is a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, could I could I could I do a little rant? You can't. Well, because you are you like to cross the line, just like uh, habitually. He's a habitual line stepper. <laughs> Man, fuck your couch, okay? <laughs> uh, fuck your couch, ninja. <laughs> <laughs> he walked in with these dirty. Yeah, boots. I remember putting my feet on his couch. <laughs> how, how did I do it? Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> oh right, oh so, God. I was a little late getting getting here to the to the podcast because uh, after this podcast, I'm gonna be wrapping presents. I think I said that earlier, but um, so I had to go out to Walmart to grab wrapping paper and tape. Right, so I got I got a two prong rant here. Number one, Walmart. It's Christmas. 
people always procrastinate and do shit at the last minute. So on Christmas, around Christmas time and other holidays where gifts are given profusely, don't have two whole lines open, including the self-checkout line. That's stupid. Oh, God. Even stupider is to not have the fucking tape right next to the wrapping paper. Okay? I spent 45 minutes in Walmart looking for tape to wrap presents. That is because they had it hidden. They had it. Okay. They had it hitting, hidden away, you know, in a nook. Oh, here's the tape. Nowhere near anything Christmas oriented or anything, not even in the adhesive aisle. They had all the duct tape you wanted in the tape aisle, but they didn't have regular old Scotch transparent tape for wrapping gifts anywhere around Christmas, gift, Christmas wrapping paper bowls or anything like that. So why do I have to go buy the fish food to find the tape? <laughs> That's stupid. Yeah. And, well, and, and what's even also stupider? train your people to know where the goddamn tape is. <laughs> In rant. How how do you only have two lines open two days before or yeah, two yes. days before Christmas? That is a little ridiculous. I I, I mean uh, I'm also one of those people who procrastinate till the very end. Till the very end. Of I course. Still even fully gone shopping. I will be finishing I bought, tomorrow. I bought gifts on the way to people's house on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> hitting up the Walgreens. <laughs> hey, like, hey, give me that uh give me that gift certificate and a, a bag of a bag of baby Snickers and we can get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I, I made the mistake today. I was trying to I, I just want to get a couple things so I could have dinner tonight. So I, and literally I want to get like three or four things. So I went to a grocery store and it I it dawned on me as I'm pulling into the parking lot, I'm like, oh, there's a thousand people here right now. So it's like everyone is procrastinating. People are just going out to get food now right. and they got to start alone. cooking tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you're not alone because I mean the lines, the two lines, one line was going towards the produce and was ended in produce. And the other line was going towards home and garden the opposite way. And it was almost all the way back to home and garden. I mean, when I got in, I got the tape and I got in line about 20 feet from the fish food, which Jeez. is right next to the freaking home and garden. Yeah, well, so I, was pissed. I have one for Walmart here. No, not you. Not you. Your organization's terrible. <laughs> that is so accurate. So accurate. <laughs> only I could have said that. Of course it is. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Only, only I can save it. Only he can know. So we've got our rants out of the way. So let's continue on with an actual show here uh, because so far... Well, you know, I guess some people are probably mildly entertained by this idiocy, but most have probably checked out by now. <laughs> Getting into a couple of Twitter polls that we had. So we had two Twitter polls this week. The first one, we did pretty good on the votes for this particular uh, for this particular poll, and it has to do with the passing of director slash actor Penny Marshall. So the poll that we put on Twitter was, "What's your favorite Penny Marshall movie?" why uh, results next podcast so uh here is the results and we had 45 people uh participating in this particular poll and a few comments that we'll read here and then i'll get uh, some opinions from our esteemed uh panel here today uh first of all starting in last place no love for the preacher's wife no love for denzel whatsoever 
52% of the vote for the preacher's wife, 27% for Laverne and Shirley. Uh, at least it got some votes, but I thought it was going to do a lot better. 31% for the movie Big with Tom Hanks, which was my vote, and 40% for A League of Their Own, also starring Tom Hanks, Madonna, uh, that terrible Rosie O'Donnell. I hate Rosie O'Donnell. She's a disgusting animal. Yes, she was in that movie too. Uh, so League of Their Own taking the victory. So let's take a look at a couple of the comments that we had from some of our listeners on this here. Uh, first and foremost, uh, the J Movie Talk podcast, some pod buddies of ours, says, we voted for a league, of our, a league of Their Own, a great story about women playing a man's game with some really good performances from the entire cast. It was really close between this and Big, by the way. And you can see JV, uh, J Movie Talk podcast at J-A-Y Movie Talk on Twitter. Also, we had a comment from, it looks like Alicia, uh, who is at EF underscore Grand 2 on Twitter. And she says hers was Awakenings. So good one there. I left that one off the poll because I had to cut it to four because Twitter only allows you to have four. Epic fail by Twitter there. Uh, so what are your guys' thoughts on this here? Uh, any particular Penny Marshall movies that you guys like or don't like? Or how did this uh, – I'm, 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 I, should, I should probably say Penny Marshall um, passed away the other day at the age of 75, died – peacefully in her Hollywood Hills home, according to CNN, um, Monday night due to complications from diabetes. So uh, what do you guys say? Penny Marshall movies. What, where'd you guys go on this dumb all over? We'll start with you guys. Well, I assume you want me to go, Tom, because you've probably... Now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I, I probably I, w I would probably say you can start. I, I have little to contribute, but I can contribute a little bit. Wait, here. you guys do know what movie that's from? No, uh, do not. No idea. That's really. Yeah, really. It's not Gladiator. I know that. That's Rick Moranis, <laughs> Darth Helmet in Spaceballs. That is not a movie. It is. It is. Spaceballs is a great movie. Oh, Spaceballs. Oh, I've yes. heard of that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Tom. <laughs> Go ahead, Austin. You said that so sexy. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're talking about Tom Penny Marshall. Mar Tom's like, who's Penny Marshall? <laughs> What's Laverne and Shirley? Yeah. So I, I, think, uh, I think Big was my favorite one. I always really like that movie. Okay. Pretty simple there. Haas? Uh, I've got a tie. All right. I've got a tie. I've got uh, Jumping Jack Flash. One of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, I didn't even know she was and, associated with that. Epic mm -hmm. fail by me. And Cinderella Man. Freaking great movie. Oh. Oh, Cinderella. Was she direct did she direct Cinderella Man? I think she did. Okay. I know she was definitely involved with it. Um oh, okay. I saw her in the credits and I was like, oh, Penny Marshall. Yeah. Yet another movie about a white boxer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're a white boxer, you get a movie made about you. That's all there. Oh yeah, they even made a movie with, uh, about Ch uh, about uh, Chuck Webner. Who? Yeah, Chuck Webner. Uh, you know who? who Chuck Webner is, right? The yeah, Boston no, I, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I was just joking. <laughs> <laughs> making sure you knew. You know, just testing your skills here. He's making sure you're not bullshitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see if you back down. Play it. who played Chuck Webner in that movie though? Uh, Tom Hanks. All right. No. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my God. God. 
Uh, this is a disaster. Okay, we're going to start the podcast completely over. <laughs> Wait, I can say this, though. I have seen Big, and I have seen A League of Their Own. And have you seen Jumpin' Jack Flash? Never heard of it until 10 seconds oh ago, so no. my lord. But I will say out of those two, since those are the only two that I can, because I don't know who Penny Marshall is, uh, I would have to say Big, because I guess, I guess I like Big a little bit better than League of Their Own. But I only know those two, so... Yay! <laughs> Yay for Tom! He Yay! Yay. Seen- Hooray for school! <laughs> yeah. And and uh, Chuck Wepner, by the way, is famous for losing, if I recall yes. correctly. Yeah, he's. I think he fought. Was it Joe Lewis? No, he fought Muhammad Ali oh, and okay, lost. Yeah. Muhammad but Ali, he, right? Muhammad Ali really respected him because he lasted longer than he thought he was. Well, that's yeah. why I don't know who he is. I only like winners. Yes, I, do. I only like winners, but he does deserve a, a movie because he's, he's white. Because he's white. You could just say it. He's white. He's in my cabinet. I hired and, him. And he's a heavyweight. <laughs> 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 uh, the bo- we need to talk another show about boxing because boxing has shit the bed hugely. Yeah, somebody, hey, somebody got robbed this weekend, too, by the way. Uh, I forget which, I forget which uh, Charlo twin got robbed, but he got robbed. Uh, I haven't paid attention to any sports except for my fucking fantasy football where <sighs> Juju Smith-Schuster won me my game with his last catch, then fumbled and lost me my game. So I'm in mourning <laughs> at the moment. I mean, literally, I won the I championship. I saw a highlight of that. I then, saw a highlight of that, and that was a very great play by that defensive. Yeah, he line. caught the pass. I said, yes, championship. Then he fumbled. I said, fuck, No. <laughs> Oh, God in heaven. But, you know, so is the life when you are uncharmed, as they say. So let's move on to other items, listener. How would you like to do that? Let's move away from Penny Marshall, who Tom has no idea who that is. And we'll move into someone who Tom does know who they are. And that is the gentleman who is going to build the wall all by himself. So uh, (laughs) according to the New York Times and multiple other sources, we have a story that's been big this week. Um, a GoFundMe campaign which aims to finance one of the most hotly debated issues in American politics, President Trump's long-promised border wall, that Mexico, Mexico is going to pay for it. He wrote me beautiful letters, and then we fell in love. The campaign called We the People Will Fund the Wall and it, uh, was launched this week by disabled Florida veteran uh, who is an Air Force veteran and has raised more than $13 million from the 213 people by Friday afternoon. And I did check on this a little bit earlier. I think it was up to about 16 billion. I'm sorry, 16 million at the moment. So uh, just wrapping this, this news article here so we can do some commentary on it. Uh, the, the campaign's founder, who is a disabled Air Force veteran by the name of Brian, I believe it's pronounced Colfag, uh, said in an interview Friday, Americans are putting their money where their mouth is. They're willing to put money down to show politicians this is what they want. This gentleman is a triple amputee who served in Iraq uh, and ran a right, runs a right-wing website that was eventually removed by Facebook. Uh, he's hoping to raise even greater sums to cover the construction of the barrier between the United States and Mexico. And again, this is all being done via GoFundMe. So. I want to get you guys' thoughts on this, but I want to make a comment on this real quick myself, and I'll let you guys run with this. So as we will find later in the podcast, uh, Tom Austin and I are not uh, politically eye-to-eye on a lot of things. Uh, We are on some. 
And I think our anti-Trumpness uh, binds us a little. But this guy, now, first of all, thank you for your service. Uh, the sacrifice that you made does not go unnoticed. However, when you, you, when you are the part of a party who I may have some things that I agree with philosophically and a lot that I don't, obviously, for those who listen, but when you're the member of a party who bashes intersectionality, sometimes justifiably in my book and sometimes not, but bashes them irregardless, bashes identity politics, yet Fox News will wholeheartedly support anyone who has anything negative to say about this campaign and not agreeing with it politically. You must be an asshole because you are don't agree with a guy who lost three limbs in service to this country. So he must be right. He has to be right because of the fact that he's not only a veteran, but a, a, the most disabled veteran in the history of the United States Air Force who survived. What the fuck are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense to me. Why are you pining your own version of intersectionality and your own versions of identity politics when you regularly condemn those practices every single time? Now, I have been critical of identity politics on this show many times, and I will remain to be so, but I don't pretend to like this brand of it either. So... Uh, Haas, I'm going to defer to you first on this one. Um, what are your thoughts on this uh, on this campaign? Well, um, my my thought my thoughts immediately went to uh, the people that are donating, and uh, I think of Flint, Michigan. I think of Puerto Rico. I think of the homeless veterans. I think of, um, I think of, uh, you know, hungry kids and people living in poverty and things like that. I think of the uh, educational system and I think of the infrastructure of this country that is woefully behind other nations and things like that. And I see that people uh, prioritize their hate over their compassion. Uh, the same people that will <clears throat> decry or vilify or staunchly oppose funding for education. Flint still doesn't have clean water. Lots of p parts of Puerto Rico don't have electricity. Exactly. Uh, there are homeless vets. There are homeless people. There are people in poverty that... Um, that some of these people walk past and say they don't have change. But these so-called... Yeah. So these so-called uh, devout Christians who, you know, will go and thump the Bible on Sunday. Um, but I seem to remember Jesus feeding the multitudes. I seem to remember Jesus wanting to build bridges, not, not walls. Um, I think of these people and I think of their, their astounding hypocrisy in digging deep and willingly and, 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 uh, gleefully to, you know, build a, build a divide to further divide based on their fear. And of course, fear and ignorance equals hate. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll 
they'll do that. But when we say, hey, let's make education more affordable so that some of these people in poverty can actually get an education and, and do better things with their lives and have, have more options and have more access to the things that make for a better, at least opportunity at a better life. Um, they want to cut SNAP. They want to cut food stamps and welfare for people in need because of the 0.01% of people who may fraudulently take advantage of the system. They want to scrap, they want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Uh, Flint, the, the GoFundMe for Flint is still in the, and maybe in the tens of thousands, but in, 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 uh, in a few days, basically we've raised 13, 14 million dollars for basically a big monument to hate, fear, and divisiveness. Um, I just really don't understand. Well, I, 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 I will say that I don't understand the, the cognitive dissonance that goes into play when on one hand you call yourself, and you know, most of these people call themselves devout, Jesus-loving, Bible, you know, God-fearing people. However, the things that, you know, you would think that $13 million would have been raised for Flint in a few days because these people can't even drink water. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, 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 no. They don't even talk about that. But when hey, oh, a triple amputee is is uh raising you know, a veteran is raising money for for a wall to keep the brown people out, even though they come by a tunnel most times now, and uh, you know, and a lot of illegals come by plane and overstay their work visas, and they just stay. But a lot of those people aren't uh, heavily melanated, so that's, you know, that's not as much. It's uh, not as much, you know, compassion for them. Yeah. You know, and and that, that's the lack of compassion, and the way the way our priorities. Well, a lot of people's priorities are in the face of what they claim to be, as far as the party of more of that moral morality, the party of family values, the party of Christ, etc. But their yeah. actions don't follow. Oh, look at my African American over here! <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I forgot he has said that. What, what do you call him, Ezel? Do you call him Ezel? Oh my God, anyway. he said that. Like, that's, those are my thoughts. Those are my thoughts. I just think of the hypocrisy, and I think of all of the other ways thirteen million dollars could be spent. I think of all the ways that five point seven billion dollars of the twenty-five billion that really would, would really take to probably be built this wall Minimum, could be yeah. spent. So those that's that's where my thoughts go. I immediately go to where this could be used used better. Healthcare. Well, oh, think of it. Know. Think of it like this too, um, because you're you're right in all your, in all your points, at least how I see it. But also remember this: it's almost comical because this sixteen million dollars, whatever it's at now, is. 1 million percent a waste of money and time. So these people who are actually throwing money in there are 16 million. Yeah, it's, it's just over 16 million and their goal is 1 billion. So yeah. it's actually comically terrible because these people actually are trying, are giving money 40 fucking a hundred dollars from Dale Hagdorn. Congratulations. Yeah, let's read a few. Hold on. Holly Mirabella, you're a loser. <laughs> Adam Brennan, oh, oh. you're an asshole. 
Uh, Dale Hagerdarn, you're a dick. Yeah. James $100. Jones. Another $100. And James, I'm another- sure James Jones the first is an asshole. Cynthia <laughs> 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 Reigns, screw you. Kyle L, and the list goes on. Screw but on like, him. But think about it like that. This money's not going to do anything. It'll erect a beam of the wall. That's, I mean, it's such a waste <laughs> of those, money. Or what are those little, those metal slats? The yeah. Metal slats. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Oh, you know something, too? The people on here who have donated and donated anonymous, you are even bigger cowards. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No kidding. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I remember reading this article and I'm and the first thing I'm thinking about is wow I can't <laughs> believe people are doing this and then I re- I read the goal and it's and it's one billion dollars and sixty million, million dollars is a, sixteen million is a lot of money and it just goes to show that his fan his base is as stupid as we think they are and, and as hateful and as and hateful. But it also shows how really dumb they are because they think that their money's actually going to go to a wall. $16 million is not going to do anything for this wall. Well, the thing is, I believe they said at the pace it's going, it would take over two years to raise that money. And he might not even be in office now. <laughs> yeah. And then where's the money go? It'll, be, it'll, it'll, go to his defense fund. it'll go for his appeals. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, it's interesting that they chose GoFundMe. Because you know what the difference between GoFundMe and Kickstarter is? Uh, the I actually, actually don't. Okay, well, well educate it, us. With GoFundMe, uh, you the the campaigns get to keep the money that's raised, whether they hit the goal or not. In Kickstarter, if you don't hit the goal, all the money's refunded. Oh, oh, I see what's going on here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's He's the difference. Trying to buy some new prostheses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen this guy's wife? No. 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 Oh, I'll pull it up while you guys are talking. Hey, before you even pull it up, I'm going to go ahead and give it the Duke clap. Overrated. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't that hot. Yeah, I, <laughs> I like how little face drawing stays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah for, for the people who didn't see, I was. we have a picture of uh, Trump on the screen, and I was putting... Uh, some um some mustaches over the, the <laughs> yeah I mean the, the wife is a very attractive gal I mean look the, at those future yeah, KKK I, members yeah. <laughs> you know I, I mean you know? I, I don't want to condemn the kids yet I, but, you I, know. I will I will they're gonna be little racists they're gonna be little fuck twats that are probably gonna start the new branch of the KKK or the neo Nazi look at that look at that happy family all blonde hair blue eyed wasps lovely people I'm so happy. <laughs> Oh, dripping my dad's the racist <laughs> just it's 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 crazy yeah, you know something what do you have to do to get your facebook page shut down uh well in these days a lot apparently because i mean we were <laughs> exactly we were, facebook pages were fucking like helping the russians with like funneling i don't remember what that bullshit is and they didn't get shut down so if they can't get shut down then well yeah this facebook got shut down right his yeah, facebook yeah. page got shut down. yeah you said that right yeah, yep, that's right. What, what was on his Facebook page where they were like, you know what, you went too far? Because I don't, there's, some, I don't, there's some twisted Facebook pages out there. There are. Right. I I don't know. Have the answers to that, nor do I really care. Yeah, I mean, this is this is silly, and it's gaining attention uh, because it shows that this country does have a lot of hateful people, people willing to 
put $100 of their hard-earned money that, let's be completely honest, Donald Trump doesn't give a shit about these people and how, and how much money they put in. Uh, I bet you a lot of those people that put money in barely get by on a weekly basis, but their hate is enough to drive them to, 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 do, to donate they, money to a useless Now they can go cost. down to the local watering hole and say, I, I donated a hundred bucks. Yeah, I, yeah. I put a hundred bucks in. I ain't going to be able to pay <laughs> for my diabetes medicine, but I, I put that hundred bucks in there because we need that wall. <laughs> I always wonder you know, too. And, and Jason and Dutch, you were absolutely right. You were absolutely right. This, you know, that oh, you better not say anything against this guy because he's a veteran and an amputee. Yeah, I don't. That doesn't about preclude that. you from being a goddamn dick. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I, I can. That does I, can not. I can be appreciative of your sacrifice and right. still be critical of you. At, as your of your views because you have injected yourself into society just like we are mm-hmm. somebody wants to be critical exactly. of us they could be critical of us i am putting this podcast out to the public on purpose mm-hmm. you know and you know i don't have a filter sometimes you know but the i'm open to criticism someone wants to criticize me i put myself there you i'm know, surprised jay i'm surprised dutch that uh some lady hasn't um, sent you an, an email or something saying you got to stop calling w- women gals. Why would I have to do that? Because some women take they take offense to that. Some hey, some women take offense to the word woman or or female. They don't like that. They don't like being called that. Well, just okay. that's that's just a little note from the GED section. So, <laughs> uh, Austin, I, I'm interested in your. Uh, in in your opinion here well uh it is interesting i mean i i really like to know more of what i know this guy says the goal is to build the wall but i mean even he has to know that that's not this isn't going to happen with even even if they raise the billion dollars that's nowhere near enough to build a wall <laughs> like it's not even close i mean they the estimates are that it would take 25 billion to build a wall and that's a very conservative estimate and then there's the other thing that we're not talking about. Most of the immigrants that come into this country illegally come to this country via water. You can't build a wall in the Gulf of Mexico. Exactly. It's water. Nonsense. I can build a wall wherever I want. <laughs> it's water. It's there's planes water everywhere. and tunnels. Planes and tunnels. Yeah. So that, that wall is it's essentially. A symbol. It's just a figurehead. Exactly. Exactly. Just a symbol. It really is. It, it won't do anything. And the people who think that it's going to stop illegal immigrants are the same people that think that all illegal immigrants come from Mexico. The immigrants might, uh, some of them might be coming through Mexico, but a lot of the illegal immigrants are coming from Central and South America, not there's, Mexico. There's Muslims and they're coming. <laughs> That's okay. I already banned them. It took me two they're weeks. Com- they're to coming ban them. with the caravan. They flew. <laughs> they got on a plane from Syria. They, they flew yeah. to Guatemala <laughs> and they walked through the hottest part of the yeah, world exactly. in the summer. And then became Mexicans. <laughs> and then jumped our wall, our great wall, our broken great wall. It's great, but it's broken. It's very uh, broken. Yeah. What are you gonna uh, do about? So, what are you gonna do about uh, any any? Uh, people that are really good pole vaulters. We're going to ban them anyway. <laughs> Actually, we, what we'll do we is want we'll make them. them Olympic athletes. Exactly. Yes, we exactly. want them for the Olympics. 
<laughs> exactly, Dutch. Great minds think alike. <laughs> we're going to win so many gold medals, gonna, and then we're going to deport them. That's we're going to, except we have to lose to Russia because <laughs> Vladi told me to lose. We have to lose to Daddy. We have to, <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry, Vladdy, Vladdy, <laughs> not Daddy. You know, it's, fu- it's funny we haven't heard much about that caravan ever since the midterms ended. Oh, yeah. shocking! Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's because it was defeated or whatever you do. Like ISIS. Just like ISIS. It was defeated like ISIS, but then the next day he says, not defeated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, defeated, but not defeated. Mm-hmm. Almost. Mostly, definitely defeated. It's, I, I don't have this, this uh, shot up there, but uh, it's like that scene from Princess Bride. He's mostly dead. He's not all the way dead. <laughs> You know, if, if you're mostly dead, you're slightly alive. Yeah, is that a movie? Is that a movie? It, oh my god! Can't get Tom. Uh, you can hang up, Tom. Um, <laughs> okay, bye. Inconceivable. The, so that's a, yes, that's a movie reference, not a TV show reference. It's a movie, just clear. Yeah. Yes. Okay. okay great. Thank you. That's all I need. So you know, as far as the the border goes, uh, I'm not sure how. I'd like you guys to, because you guys are progressives, right? So we'll talk more about um, progressive ideology later. But how many people have you heard say they want actual literal open borders? I mean, where does this narrative come from on the right? Because I can't remember hearing anyone of note saying they want open borders. Do you? No. Just like I don't ever heard anybody say, let's take all people's guns. Well, exactly. That's a perfect yeah. example it's because a, yeah, the, it's, the right it's wing, the, the right wing, has said that a million times over and over. Oh, Obama's going to take our guns. Liberals want to take all our guns. No, we just want sensible gun control. And, and you know something? Gun ownership has gone up yeah. since two thousand eight. Yeah. The, fun, the funny thing is, is that the Republicans will use the same, and I've said this before a few times actually, but they'll use this, the narrative of you know, oh, they're rapists and murderers, so we have mm-hmm. to keep them all out. So you want to. Basically, you want to employ the exact same strategy that you're afraid of the left using on you with guns where they say, oh, look, a guy shot up Las Vegas, so they want to take all our guns. Don't blame us because of one bad person, but they do that exact, and again, the left is guilty here too, they do that exact same thing to the, you know, the, these folks coming across the border. They say, well, if you have to let, we can't let one, one, one skittle, that's poison. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's just ridiculous i mean I, would, yeah, i've never heard that though i mean well i have heard it but not from the left wing it's, are you talking about open borders open borders yeah um immigration is the fabric of this country whether people want to agree with it or not we're all products of immigration unless you're a native american and that yeah and i will go back into history and say that because that's what this country is we're a nation of immigrants sure okay so open borders is not not the answer and closing the borders to the entire world is also not the answer. Yeah, and I think it, here's the thing: I am not against having tighter security at the border, but the problem becomes, and I mean, Hillary Clinton favored a fence, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's it's the terminology of the wall. And someone yelled at me on Twitter the other day. They're like, "So you think that people should just be able to come and go as they please?" I said, "No." I said, "When you guys." When the right wing changes the narrative on the wall from one of racism to one of sensibility, then maybe I'll have a different critique on it. But when you campaign on hate and when you tell, when you use this identity politics of you know this anti-Latino identity politics, where painting them all as 
rapists and murderers, et cetera. You know, so my kids are half Mexican. They're half rapists. I mean, just by design. So, you know, get away from the identity politics right wing because, I, again, I get so sick and tired of them ripping on the left for identity politics when they are the prime instigators of identity politics to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know, they use them so often, it's mind-numbing to me. So change your narrative on the border. If you want to increase border security, like Chuck Schumer had, has come out himself and said he, that he needs, we need better security at the border before, in, in pre-Trump. But everybody, Trump sort of cheated. Obama said it. Everybody has yes. said that. Everybody, everybody has said we need tighter security. And, that, and that's the thing. Like, I was talking on Facebook earlier about this. People saying, well, Chuck Schumer, that time he agreed. No, Chuck Schumer was talking about comprehensive immigration reform, not just building a wall as a symbol. He was talking about immigration reform, something that we know good and damn well that Comrade Grapuskov does not want to do and many Republicans don't want to do because their base, their hateful base, doesn't want to hear that. They don't want to hear about, hey, let's use that $5 billion to get more lawyers and judges and interpreters down there so these, these people that are seeking asylum can have their cases heard. How they do don't want to hear about stream, streamlining the processes. I and I know things. Right. <laughs> they don't want to hear about that. They just yeah. don't let them in, don't let them in, don't let them in because they could be bad. Meanwhile, all of these mass shootings, who's doing it? Who's shooting up these schools? Who's shooting up these, these places? It's you all know? young white men. And middle-aged white men, too. That guy in oh, Vegas yeah. was 50-something yeah, years yeah. old. Yeah. You know? That's true. Yep. So we've, we, we've got enough problems with, you know, they, but they don't want to talk about that. That's a lone wolf. That's just a lone wolf. It's a whole fucking lot of lone wolves running around this motherfucker then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Well, you know, there's a, there's a lot of one-man wolf packs running around here. And not only that, do you, here, here's the real interesting thing. Do you know what our immigration policy is with Cuba? Because they changed it right around. Yeah, I, I was going to say they changed it very. Uh, yeah, around 2000, 2015, I think. Yeah, I was going to say 14, 13 recently. Yeah. But before that, it was really interesting because our, our policy was that if they escape Cuba, and this was since the 50s. If they escape Cuba... Automatically, called, yeah. Yeah. So if that's the case, how come all the terrorists aren't just going to Cuba and then coming here? Because they don't play baseball, so we don't want them. Right. <laughs> but I mean, if, if terrorists, if their plan was to come across the border, then why not just go to Cuba and then go to Florida because, you know, they ha- we had that policy for so long. I mean, it's like, you know, over 50 years we had that policy. And so also, I can't remember not, a uh, Cuban with facts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, again, it's just, uh, to me, this is just uh, an example, once again, of this administration and the people who support it are so afraid of culture change. And that's all it's about. This mm-hmm. is, this is a situation for the 70th time on this podcast if you, if you, if you want to make uh, an argument, and, I, and I'm not saying you're using this as you know, a, a disguise for something else, but if you really have some sort of economic argument about adding more people to this country, we can sit down and we can have an economic debate 
We can mm-hmm. maybe disagree on that. But when you're afraid of a mosque going in in your neighborhood, when you're afraid of a new Indian restaurant opening down the street, when you're afraid of dialing, calling your health insurance carrier or whatever and having to press one for English and that upsets you, that's, I, I'm not going to have that discussion with you because you're in the wrong to begin with. Yeah, so, you know what? Ge- generalizing in it is a very dangerous thing, and you almost uh, said in general. I in general, I almost <laughs> said, <laughs> but it's it's a very dangerous thing because what ends up happening, and I try to avoid this even when I'm talking about the right, because I've met people on the right who aren't like you know the 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 common right or the 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 way we think of them. You know what I mean? Like, not everyone will always agree. <laughs> Fake. <laughs> But uh, it's it's the same exact thing. It's like if one person from Mexico raped somebody over the border, that doesn't make every Mexican a rapist. I hate to break no. it to you, because but. because if if you want to do that with, we could do that with every single country. Every single country has had a bad we'd person. Have to, we'd have to lock up all the white guys everyone. Then. Every we would have to lock up everyone. Literally exactly. everyone, because every just, country has had a bad just, person. Just the conservative congressman. <laughs> If only the Native Americans had locked up the 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 pill. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but it's like you know what? Rape is exclusive to Mexicans. I mean, rape in this country is uh, we have two rapists in the fucking Supreme Court. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> so it's it's not exactly like it's uncommon in the United States and a president by the way in the White House. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One, there's probably seventeen. <laughs> Well, that yeah, is, that that and the fact that he just and I know we got to move on here, but he just habitually habitually he's a habitual line stepper. He habitually <laughs> defends men accused of misconduct, irregardless of the situation. I mean, he mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised to see Bill Cosby uh, in the cabinet soon. Uh, so, moving on to more Trump craziness. Um, before we go to break here, real quick. Uh, General Mattis has stepped down as the defense secretary. Uh, I think the interesting part about this particular story is that it seems that since then, the narrative from a few of the uh, Republicans, especially the outgoing Republicans uh, in in the Senate who are not going to have to deal with this anymore, sort of laughing at Trump and saying, hey, this is your problem now, because this one seems to have some some negative reverberations. I got the word out. That was close. Uh, for for our president, um, he uh, he sent a very gracious tweet, which is odd for him, about Mattis. And Mattis did not return the favor. Um, <laughs> I'm going to defer to Mr. Uh, Mr. Austin here. Uh, go ahead and well, actually here and do it this way. I'll explain and I'll use small words so that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buffoon. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Go ahead, Austin. Bring it to him. <laughs> well, I mean, this this whole situation started with uh, Trump deciding to take the troops out of Syria um, and having his own mission accomplished moment. If people don't remember, he's rebooted uh, ISIS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah, the the first mission accomplished moment ha- happened under George Bush, George W. Bush. Um, when he decided to get on an aircraft carrier and go, look, we did it. Mission accomplished in Iraq, even though 
we were there for what half a year and they hadn't really accomplished a whole lot yet and i mean most of most of what we've done there has just made it a much bigger mess than it was but but bush had that moment and he had that big sign unfurled behind him that said mission accomplished and i thought uh at the time that you know we'll never see something as embarrassing from a president of the united states but um, <laughs> so you were I, wrong i was so so wrong <laughs> so wrong but i did i also didn't think that we'd see like almost the exact same moment all over again and he's doing it again he's, he's like look we're bringing the troops home because we've defeated isis kind of maybe sort of definitely <laughs> So uh, this is th this topic's been beat to death, obviously, on every podcast in the world. So, mm -hmm. uh, what I'm more concerned with, and, and what I want to ask you two guys is, um, do you agree with me that the reverberations here look very negative for Trump, even from his own allies within the right wing? Are you seeing any dissension in the ranks? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, oh yeah! yeah. It's it, this whole month of December has been an absolute travesty for Donald Trump. I mean, this uh, one is me. <laughs> this one's this one's a bad one uh because mattis is a very well respected and high thought of person in washington i'll just i'll use washington it's not even just the pentagon or or, or the white house it's it's washington mm -hmm. um and, and for it to happen the way it happened and uh, with mattis pretty much just roasting him and trump i think unaware of the fact that he was being completely embarrassed by this guy 100 percent he was 100 percent unaware thank you thank you mr mattis because nice. as nice. Haas, as you mentioned uh i think probably before the show um we were talking about the the, the recent development where all of a sudden uh he, mattis is not leaving in february he's leaving january 1st and that happened today it's probably somebody finally went up to trump and said hey by the way, can you read in between the lines? No, I can't read at all. So then they <laughs> said, hey, he's making, he was pretty much destroying you. And now I was a really good student at the best school. I'm not like a smart guy. Okay. Yeah. And I think it was Fox and Friends that, that let him know when he was watching Fox and Friends on his gold toilet. I love Fox <laughs> and Friends. I love the mini skirts and the heels. They're amazing. <laughs> Have any of you noticed, by the way, that he always tweets around 8 a.m.? I think he's probably the most <laughs> regular person in the world because that's <laughs> obviously when he's taking a shit. Metamucil. <laughs> <laughs> Metamucil works freaking wonders, man. Metamucil and <laughs> Insure. I thought maybe it was the racism. I thought maybe the racism made him regular. That, I wasn't that, sure. That, that he is a regular racist for sure. Huh? So, oh, okay. there you go. There you go. So, so Orrin Hatch basically on the way out told him, Ooh. The price is wrong, bitch. And uh, <laughs> that's from his own guy. I'm loving this soundboard, man. <laughs> I probably won't use it as much as I am this week, but it's a new toy. It's a Christmas toy. So Haas, closing thought before we go to break on Mattis. If you choose. Okay. All right. What I want to talk about is this. When we're talking about Mattis and all of the other uh, very experienced people who are leaving, the best and Mattis, the best. Mattis being the latest, and Mattis being one of the most respected on both sides of the aisle, um, <clears throat> what I want to talk about is the spin machine going on among the supporters. Because in order for them to square this, now, all of these people, all of these people with all of this experience, all of this best and brightest that were handpicked by their orange god, 
Um, <laughs> now, now these are all the globalists that have been revealed and we're getting them out of there so we can get about really doing the work of making America great again. That's that it, it, the, the narrative or the belief that everybody is wrong, but Donald J pussy grabber is rampant among the supporters. And I'm talking about intelligent people. Oh, look at my African American over here. <laughs> I'm talking about very, I'm not talking about backwater three tooth, you know, Mitch McConnell country people. I'm talking about really intelligent people and their belief and their staunch, staunch defense of, of, of 45 with the everybody is wrong, everybody's against him, every, it's, it's everybody else's fault but his. We don't even teach our kids, we don't even teach our children to follow that type of ideology. Nope. We don't teach our children. You know, we tell our children, if everywhere you go, there's a problem, eventually you have to look at yourself, son. You eventually have to look at yourself, young lady. And no, figure no. Out you, what's know who, going you know whose fault you. it is? You know whose fault it is? What's unfolding about the deep state proves the deep state is real in America. Deep state. Deep state. Mr. Deep State himself. Well, these so people Obama? are in a deep state of sleep. They're, so they're in a deep state Obama. of sleep. That's what it is. Oh, yeah, and it's always Obama's fault, too. Yeah, it's always Obama. Like, it's I, always when, Obama. As, the stock market has, as the stock market has gone down, they've, they've even, they've, I've even seen narratives trying to tie this back to Obama, even though oh, yeah. when it was booming, you know, when it was still riding that wave that was created. That was clearly Obama, Bush. That was clearly Bush, yeah. You know, it was, <laughs> you know, yeah. There's this, there's this belief, I swear to God, you, you would think amongst, among Trump supporters, you would think that time stopped in 2009 when Obama was in, inaugurated. Everything stopped. Everything remained the same. And then on the day Donald Trump was inaugurated, the unemployment rate fell to single digits. The <laughs> stock market went up to those record levels. They, yeah. have, they want to give zero... I'm like, wait, well, for between 2009 and 2016, these things happened. Time did not stop. Oh, oh he, zero Obama did nothing. I'm like, did you, do you know how to read charts and studies and statistics and numbers? <laughs> do you understand that we were losing 750,000 jobs a month? 750,000 jobs a month when he took over. And we went on a 70-something month, straight month, job growth. Oh, no, no. Those weren't real jobs, though. And the unemployment numbers were fake. But now they're real. Now they're yeah, real. <laughs> Jesus yeah, it's, Christ. It's crazy. But look, you know, you know why the people can trust me? Because nobody's ever described anything I've ever done as deep. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So we could spend all night on this. We got to move on. We got to go to break here. Um, we will be... Right back on Voice from the Underground with Dumb All Over. Voice from the Underground. It is written, the meek shall inherit the earth, but not on my watch. I am King Osiris. I wasn't born to be a king, but 
that America needed something democracy could no longer give her. And so, like a chess master, I made my moves with anticipation and bravado. This is not just my story, nor simply about my rise to power. This is a story about our world and the monsters that control governments. What happens when the monsters cannot control me? The Rise of King Silas. Listen on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Visit theriseofkingasilas.com. Hey, Brad, do you know what I hate? Minorities? No. I hate it when I'm at dinner parties and I feel like everyone's a little bit smarter than me. Yeah, I just don't have the time to read up on things. Well, that's a lie. I do have the time. I just want it to be easier. You know what's easier? Podcasts. That's right. And we've got a podcast, don't we? Yeah, and the whole point of it is that we do the hard work for people. We find the most interesting international news stories and discuss them in a fun and relaxed way. Probably should mention the name. Ah, good idea, Jackie. Shooting Breezes. And you can find us just about anywhere. Head over to shootingbreezes.com to find out more. Hello. Join the Nerdy Things Podcast with me, Kevin, my co-host, Jules, and Tim. What up? Each week as we give our thoughts on the week's news about comics, movies, games, and all things nerdy. Then we dive deeper into the week's main topic, the things like time travel, cryptids, zombies, and blockbuster movies. Find Nerdy Things on iTunes, Google Play, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, yo, you ready? Let's do it. Welcome back to Voice from the Underground. This is Dutch singing. Christmas is here again. Nobody liked that? Come on. Negative. I hate Christmas. Sorry. I'm sure that you do, you damn progressives. We'll get to you guys in a minute. Austin (laughs) likes Christmas, I think. (laughs) Depends on which side of the family I'm spending it with. That depends (laughs) on whether I like Christmas or not. (laughs) I think we all are in that boat together. Um, So, listener, we have a Patreon. I'd like you to consider donating to it. Based on the current uh, or the earlier story that we talked about, where the Republicans have raised $16 million in four days to fund a racist wall, wouldn't you think that we could get about 30 bucks to push a message of inclusion and diversity? Just saying. So if you're not a member of our Patreon, maybe you should be. What's taking so long? (laughs) <laughs> well, we uh, actually, we have a new patron this week. We'd like to announce a uh, friend of the podcast, Gordy McZilla. Thank you oh, so Gordy. much. Gordy. Gordy. I was a little late there on the applause, but I did it either way. Uh, Gordy has joined a new tier that we just set up. It is TJ's game, Gaming Thrones Room, which is a $5 tier. So for that, he will be getting a... Um, a voice from the underground mug, and he will also be getting uh, to the ability to pick any topic that he wants for us to cover, which he'll probably pull us to cover brandy or something, knowing Gordy McZilla. But thank you to Gordy for joining. Uh, that is our sixth patron, technically seventh, because we had one guy who uh, made us a one-time payment um, and actually bought Haas his mic stand, which he's so happily using today. 
So thank That's you to right. our patrons. Uh, we're actually not doing bad. I mean, we've got, we're, we're up to seven patrons now. Um, and we only launched our Patreon uh, in right around Thanksgiving. So that's pretty good as far as momentum goes. But we'd like to see anybody else who can do it, please do it. Because there's a reason why. And it's not just begging for money. So one of the things that we'll be able to do with, uh, with more Patreon subscribers is, number one, not operate at a loss. Right? We still operate about... We, about 16 bucks or so loss when it comes to not really loss, but expense out of our own pocket. So we'd love to be able to not do that. Um, but again, if it causes you any discomfort to donate to this podcast, please do not consider doing it. But if it doesn't, and you would consider donating to the wall, if it were a democratic thing, then maybe you should consider it. So do a, uh, Hey, you know what? If you're against the GoFundMe for the wall, make a protest donation to our Patreon. Make a protest donation and we'll rip on the wall. It's the every American week. thing to do. We will. It'll be very American. Uh, and in fact, if you, should we say if you, I, I'm not going to say that if you don't donate to our Patreon that you're not an American, but nope. You, you know, some, some people might say that. I, I wouldn't say it, but you there might stingy. be. Yeah, there might be somebody who, who doesn't. But thank you to Gordy for joining the Patreon. Uh, we, have again had that patreon for about uh four weeks now we really appreciate everybody who's jumped on there um we're gonna have our two ten dollar patrons come on uh to the show hopefully very soon so if you want to donate to our patreon if you see it in your future uh as we donate to dumb all over because they do a great job uh www.patreon.com forward slash vfu podcast is how you can make that shits happen so with no further ado we are going to get into our next segment here today. This is DNN, the Dutch News Network, your source for all the idiotic news that you don't care one lick about, but I'm going to tell you all about it anyway, because as you know by now, I am a total dick. So, for our very first story of the day, and this story is from our friends at Huffington Post. A parrot in the United Kingdom that was once kicked out of the National Animal Welfare Trust Sanctuary for swearing too much is at it again. This time, he's using Amazon Alexa to order items while his owner is away. Rocco. Hey, that sounds like a name of Tom's God dog. Dang it, for uh, real? An African gray parrot reportedly learned to use Alexa to order watermelon and strawberries. He also attempted to order light bulbs, ice cream, and a kite. Uh... Marian Wyschinski, who works at the sanctuary, adopted Rocco after he was removed from the sanctuary for his foul language. She told the Daily Mail that she has to check her account every day to see what the parent has done. I have to check the shopping list when I come in from work and cancel any items that he has ordered. Along with using the device to order things, Rocco also uses Alexa to listen to music and is reportedly a big fan of the band Kings of Leon. So to any listeners who are out there, who are wondering, where did that charge come from on my Amazon.com account? How on earth did I order 65 bags of bird seed? You might want to check with your damn parrot or even see if your dog is pressing the wrong buttons because that might be the culprit. And guess what? Amazon ain't going to refund your money. The drone's bringing it to your house and you're keeping that shit. So, uh, hey, Dutch. Hey, yes. Dutch. Is it possible that that parrot was the parrot that uh, was in the movie Harlem Nights. It, I guess it's possible. Because uh, that parrot 
every time uh, Detroit, every time uh, Snake Eyes says something to Vera, the pair would go, Rah! fat bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So it, it might be the that. same pair. It might be calling people bitches at, at, at the National Wildlife Sanctuary. And that's why he got kicked out. You may actually be right. So we'll have to, you know, it's a swearing parrot. Everybody's always wanted a swearing parrot. All the listeners out there, if you want a swearing parrot, please raise your hand. Tom, Austin, are you raising your hands? Oh, uh, yes, very much so. Yeah, I would love a fucking cursing parrot. Are you kidding? That'd be amazing. He'll probably outlive all of us. And he'll probably have his own podcast one day and, and do better than we do. You'll probably but, get more patrons than me. <laughs> So our second story of the day, and this one you guys should find relatively amusing. A, a boxer uh, Thursday night decided to cause uh, a little bit of a hubble-a-bub. So this is from uh, For the Win, which is a, uh, a website which is part of USA Today. A boxer wears America First wall shorts against a Mexican fighter and gets soundly beaten. On Thursday night, about between American boxer Rod Salca and Mexican boxer Francisco Vargas caught the boxing world's attention when Salca entered the ring wearing America First shorts with a wall pattern. The clear anti-immigration and border wall references backfired in a major way for Salca as Vargas proceeded to dominate the fight in a sixth-round referee technical decision. After the fight, Vargas said he was surprised by Salka's shorts and the pro-Trump political statement and took the shorts as extra motivation. He said, and I quote, I was surprised when he came to the ring. I saw him dressed with a wall in his clothes or representing a wall, but I kept calm. I was focused on making my fight and on my plan. Once we were in the ring, the wall was an extra ingredient. So when I had him or for my motivation to win. So when I had him head on, I gave it everything. Whatever it is, I represent Mexico. And I feel that everything about this wall is against my countrymen. And of course, Salka was subjected to relentless Twitter roasting after his loss. <laughs> and yeah, this is an audio podcast. But as you can see, there's some, uh, cannot see, there are some pictures here of uh, some stuff people did online with him where they took a picture of him and uh, basically stretched it out over the border saying that he's, we've put up a weak wall and it's a picture of Andrew Salka defending the border. Uh, there's actually a very, a very amusing one that I pulled up I thought you guys would like, where it was a juxtaposition of Colin Kaepernick and Salka as he's taking a knee after getting beaten wearing the wall shorts, taking the Colin Kaepernick pose. So Salka, you are now uh, you know, you would think if you're going to go out and have a fight like this, if you're going to wear those shorts, wouldn't you kind of want to make sure that you're going to win Oh, I mean, man. I hope he has permanent damage. Is 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 it bad to say? Can I say that on on the show? I hope he has permanent damage on his liver, kidneys, head, shoulders, <laughs> knees, and toes. Everything. Head, yeah, apparently shoulders, he some damage toes. Or he had some damage before he got there. Well, yeah, that was just mentally, though. I mean, now I want physical pain. <laughs> I'm sure he's in pain. <laughs> so, uh, any thoughts on this, guys? I mean, I, you guys got to have some thoughts on how he. Well, I, 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 think that, I think that. I think that. There's a there's a there's a saying on Black Twitter, and in the Black community, there's a uh, there's a separate says, Twitter for Black people. Not really, not really. Y'all just don't African see African American over here. <laughs> <laughs> but what we say is this: Don't let your president get your ass beat. And this was a literal <laughs> representation of his president getting his ass whooped because 
for some reason, people, it's almost like, you remember Eddie Murphy was talking about how people come out, Italians come out of Rocky thinking they can whoop everybody ass. <laughs> this, is, this was the literal representation of that in the ring. He, he went in there thinking that MAGA, America, build a wall, I'm the best. And he got his ass whooped. You know? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Praise <laughs> God. Praise God to pass tambourine. Uh, that's got to be one of, the, one of the funniest stories I've seen all week. Uh, Austin, Tom, any any closing thoughts on this? On this uh, not really. I, I, I'm just very happy that that happened. It would have been a much much sadder story if it went the other way, if he went out and won. Because then now you got alt-right Twitter going crazy, and uh, it would have just been a disaster. It, it makes oh, for yeah. a perfect situation that he got his ass whooped. Not that he lost, that he got absolutely destroyed, which is so good. They should make a movie on that. That <laughs> I want. <laughs> Whoa! Now, now, now you're on to something because I oh yeah, the film oh, is already I, being made. Movies about racists getting their ass kicked. Oh yeah, I'm down. I'm down. I'll help direct it. The Wall Boxer Story. Oh, brought yeah. to you by Dinesh D'Souza. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because then he'll he'll change the facts to make the the white guy win, and then I don't want. Uh, yeah, he'll yeah, say how Vargas bricks in his. He had bricks in his gloves. There you <laughs> go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the, and then Vargas raped someone. Yeah, <laughs> while dealing drugs all at the same time and yeah. jumping a wall, he did all that the exact same time. Uh, this I have is, to uh, say, I mean, you have to you'd have to find it troubling that you know if you think the wall's a great idea that you share foreign policy ideas with a guy who gets hit in the head for a living. I there mean, you go. Yeah, that's, a good point. <laughs> that's, that's a fair point. Um, on the wall, real quick, I wanted to play something for you guys, uh, and then I'll get your thoughts on it. Uh, won't, we won't spend too much time here, but uh, just take a listen to this. It's about one minute long. If we don't get what we want, one way or the other, whether it's through you, through a military, through anything you want to call, I will shut down the government. Okay, absolutely. And I am proud, and I'll tell you what, I am proud to shut down the government for border security, Chuck. So I will take the mantle. I will be the one to shut it down. I'm not going to blame you for it. The last time you shut it down, it didn't work. I will take the mantle of shutting down. Okay, so that was just the other day. Now, here was uh, Thursday evening. The Republicans in the Senate, as you know, are taking it up today. And it's really up to the Democrats, totally up to the Democrats as to whether or not we have a shutdown. Uh, it's possible that we'll have a shutdown. I would say the chances are probably very good because I don't think Democrats care so much about maybe this issue. But this is a very big issue. It's up to the Democrats. So it's really the Democrat shutdown because we've done our thing. You know, when Nancy Pelosi said you'll never get the votes in the House, we got them and we got them by a big margin. 217 to 185. So now it's up to the Democrats as to whether or not we have a shutdown tonight. I hope we don't, but we're totally prepared for a very long shutdown. Okay. He so, knows five words. Dutch, he knows five words. That's hmm. all he knows. He knows five words and he'll repeat it just like this. I know five words. Five words is what I know. I know five words. That's all he does. <laughs> you are fake news. <laughs> Like listening to that, I'm like, how many fucking times is he going to say the same fucking sentence over and over, but change up a word? You know, it's God, funny that you picked that know. out of the, the the entire recording, but it's actually very true. It, I didn't think so, about that for I'm one so second. I'm so immune to his his stupidity and, and and him twisting that and turning it into a democratic <laughs> thing that I'm starting to notice those other things that happen when he talks, and that's one of them. Tom. It's like. 
What? Tom, what? look, look, I'm going to totally take the blame for the Democrat <laughs> shutdown, okay? The Democrat shutdown, that's totally their fault. I'll take the blame for if it. If I hear okay? the Democratic shutdown one more time, I think I'm leaving. I think I have to leave. <laughs> Or the, the Schumer shutdown. The careful, Schumer is careful. Hey, Austin the Schumer shutdown. Austin just texted me and said, "Please say it again, so Tom will leave." So. <laughs> I don't even have Austin's number. You think I'm? You think he's going to give it to you? Come on, Dutch. Hey, we're Facebook buddies. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh, God. He's a hooker on Facebook. He invites everybody. It's the phone number that's the real thing. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> Oh God! So this guy—I mean, it, this isn't even really worth talking about. Well, because what did you expect? Nothing. I mean, Never. did did we expect him to take accountability? Of course we didn't. Of course we didn't expect it. We knew it was going to happen all along. But the amazing thing is, is that he will. I, I mean, if you probably asked him if he said the first statement, he would deny it. And his base. One hundred percent. Of course, I, he didn't 100%. say it. What are you talking about? He was saying something else. Oh, of course, yeah. So yeah, he, he was actually talking about his uh, upcoming vacation uh, in Florida. That was what he actually meant by the, he'll take responsibility. Fake he'll news. take responsibility. I had to cut that short, Tom. I can't even go on vacation now. Oh man! So I have to come in and Such pretend I'm working. Do you see that picture of him in the Oval Office signing the blank sheet of paper? No, that's or, not what I get off to. I'm right sorry, Austin. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, has to have writing on it for him to get off. Blank paper just doesn't do it for him. Yeah, no, no. It hasn't it hasn't in a long time. It's that sexy first. penmanship. No, no. Oh, God, calligraphy. <laughs> oh, he likes that old English. Wait, look. what? What font do you want me to change the screen here to? What gets you? What gets you going? <laughs> Something. Oh, Wingding. How about Wingding? <laughs> <laughs> That's a little too kinky for me. I'm not gonna oh, lie. Ah, uh, too far. Uh, okay. So, uh, before we get uh, before we wrap up the show here, listener, we got a couple quick things we want to talk about. Um, we had talked about one of our Twitter polls earlier. We had a second Twitter poll, and this one, I have to tell you, listeners, you guys rocked it on this one. Why do I say that? Well, our previous record was 78 votes. We blew that shit away, dude. We had 147 votes on this Damn. poll. That is awesome. So, again, not good if you put it in perspective of, like, if Kim Kardashian wants to know what color she should dye her hair, she'd get, like, millions. But for us, some little dopes, we did pretty freaking good. So our second poll of the day, and thank you to the 147 people who voted on this, was with Christmas in mind, how do you feel about the saying of Merry Christmas versus Happy Holidays, etc.? Should businesses use these terms either? So let's go over the results real quick first. In fourth place was with 7%. I don't say either one, Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. Uh, in third place with 14% was I say Happy Holidays. In third place, with, or I'm sorry, second place with 25%, which by the way, it was up big. Like when this poll was probably at about 50 votes, I think that we had... Uh, some people trying to skew it because it was up like 80%. So it, it came. You tagged Ben Shapiro. I tagged, I, ta I also tagged <laughs> Young Turks. <laughs> yeah, but when you tag those guys, and we've done this before, that's how we know. You're going to get a little wave of these like, 
I'll, I'll like, oh, let's make these liberals really mad, and then it never works because it's like, I, I'm, just trying, look, I'm just trying to look for fair and unbiased results because I don't have a lot of you know Republicans who follow Voice from the Underground Twitter page. So yeah. you know, you you got to kind of at least have it somewhat be reasonable, right? You know, so oh, I agree. No, I agree. I totally agree. But fifty four percent said, and I, this is where I fall in as well. I think I say both. It depends. So uh, a few comments here from listeners, Todd uh, at Kane, C-A-N-E of Kentucky on Twitter. Thanks for the comment. For my friends who celebrate Christmas, I say Merry Christmas. Everyone else, happy holidays. Personally, I don't celebrate it, but what anyone says to me is fine. Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, season's greetings, Merry Yule, happy Kwanzaa. It's all good. Ewing619 on Twitter, happy Christmas, though I usually respond happy holidays with a few merry christmases thrown in i don't really get that one <laughs> at mar m-a-r underscore mora uh whose tagline is merry m-a-r-y christmas i don't understand why anyone gives a rat's ass about this <laughs> thank you very much at Jaska eight i say merry christmas with no religious intent whatsoever i don't equate equate christmas with god or christ or the holy spirit it's a time of love and caring and thoughtfulness at innkeeper 06, I say happy holidays. You know, the war on Christmas and all. Smiley face. <laughs> Get the inside joke there. No sacred cow 60. I say all holidays matter. Uh, flashback 950. Merry Christmas, but that's just me. Happy holidays to those I don't know. Uh, the last couple here um, at Gabalong. Don't forget the Anglophiles who say happy Christmas. And at drains number to our Rick D. Courier. When someone says Merry Christmas, Rick, to me, I dodge the bullet and reply, same to you, thereby saying it and simultaneously not saying it. Sneaky and also avoidist. Uh, that's my favorite one, by the way. Uh, so what do you guys say? I mean, uh, thank you to everybody who participated in this Twitter poll, holiday related, obviously. Uh, let's start with our own Big Haas. Big Haas, what do you say? And why? I usually... Well, uh, I usually say uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, or I'll go with the all-inclusive Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Okay. That's pretty good, though. That's pretty good, though. I'm just saying. I like that. Yeah, and fine. the reason I do that is this, and, and, and this is why, because this is America. Not everybody celebrates Christmas. Not everyone celebrates Hanukkah in December. Is Ramadan in December? Uh, it's a lunar holiday, so it changes every oh, year. Oh, I'll, I'll, Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Kadan. <laughs> are, you, are you saying that they celebrate holidays on the moon? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Right. Are you <laughs> the Muslims? The Muslims are on so, the moon. They're building I, a mosque. Oh, so that's why their flag has a half moon? I get it. Now. Exactly. You. <laughs> See, now you, you're exactly right. You've cracked the code. But, but I, I say that because so why you know, we, have, we have people who are of different faiths, of different beliefs, and we have to respect that. But you respect that by being inclusive, not forcing and, and thinking less of someone. Oh, you didn't say Merry Christmas. Well, I don't know you. I don't know you. I don't know what you celebrate. So I'll say Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Or I'll, I'll, I'll use my own little Calibination thing uh, because oh, we, have to, we have to, uh, you know, be mindful of other people's things. You know, just because the majority of people 
celebrate Christmas doesn't mean everybody's going to, everybody says Merry Christmas, you know, and just as you get offended, if somebody doesn't say Merry Christmas and they say Happy Holidays, what about the feelings of those people who don't celebrate Christmas? And you're like, Merry Christmas. And then they don't respond and you get mad. Well, maybe they're like, why the fuck is he telling Merry Christmas to me? And I'm a Muslim or I'm Jehovah's Witness or I don't celebrate the holidays, period. Some people don't. So guess what? Mm-hmm. You got to you got to think about everybody. And there's nothing wrong with thinking about everybody and being being cognizant of other people's beliefs and respectful of them. That'll be a great segue to our next topic. But uh, we're not there yet. Uh, Austin, Tom, sure, what's, what's, your, your what's, your, what's your chosen greeting around the holidays? It's not screw you, is it? Uh, sometimes, yeah, it depends on the person. Like, like, let's Tom, go get Tom drunk and find some lined paper. <laughs> <laughs> let's go the draw way. some calligraphy. No, please. He uh, leaves Santa a note and right. then the, the note turns him on. Uh, <laughs> the thing for me, uh, the, way I've always, the, <laughs> the way I've always treated this is um, if I know the person celebrates a specific holiday, I'll greet them with with that if i don't know then it's happy holidays because like you like you said because you have to you have to re, you have to have some sort of respect and you know people not everyone in this country is christian i know oh my god oh my god breaking news but not everyone oh my Allah. fake yeah. news no yeah. um now like the one thing that i absolutely hate one of the things i hate about this time of the year is when you do say happy holidays and someone quickly corrects you <laughs> Merry Christmas. Oh, it's, no. Merry, it's, Merry, it's Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. It's Merry Christmas. Okay. You damn, you damn dirty liberal. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't need to, you don't need to say that. You must that. be one of them damn libtards. Yo, every time <laughs> it happens, every time I'm like, because I said Happy Holidays, then it, it just drives me crazy. And I work at a place that's predominantly rich people, unfortunately, and those rich people tend to be very conservative. You work and f- been, at the Trump Tower? Uh, no, but you might as well be. To be honest, it might as well be because there's <laughs> I no let him in. There. <laughs> There's no way. Wouldn't let him in. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not an illegal immigrant. Because apparently he hires illegal immigrants. Ooh, it's Shh, not supposed I to hired him and I fired him. <laughs> so that's the way I've always treated it. Because, like, like Big Ha said, it's just it's a matter of respect. It's not the, Christmas to me is not a religious holiday because it's not the pagan holiday. So there's that. Very nice, Tom. Thank you. Very good, Tom. Thank you. I wonder. I wonder how many uh, of these. Uh, very hypersensitive about Christmas. Uh, people know the true background of Christmas and how it was really debaucherous. Oh yeah, yeah. Origins. Do you guys remember, know what the, the, the I'm the, sure the, the I'm history. sure they know. They're very well studied people. Well, remember when I told you about the history of Halloween and you got mad at me? Who me? Yeah, you. What I say. When I What'd told you, you the history of Halloween on a Halloween episode and you said never do that again, I avoided telling the history of Christmas just for that, you dork. And, <laughs> and, and, here, and here's the level to which I hold grudges. I don't even remember what you're talking about. <laughs> you got to go back remember. and listen to the Halloween episode when we had the ghost uh, buster on. And okay. I, Was it I, scary? Is that why? No, I just talked about like you know the pagans. And anyway, let's move back to Christmas here. I'm gonna go We're back and off on a tangent. Uh, Austin, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Screw you. Oh well, definitely not screw you. Um, usually, to be honest, most of the time I I only say those in response to what people say to me. So if somebody says to me, you know, Merry Christmas, I'll say Merry Christmas back, or they say Happy Holidays, I say Happy Holidays back. But I don't really care. I know 
Tom's a liar, though. He hasn't greeted me with my chosen holiday of Festivus yet today. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Festivus. Yeah. Stop talking Christmas. about Festivus, people. What the fuck is wrong with everyone? No, Tom, that's from you a team get joke. Your- I know where it's from, <laughs> Get your man zero on and celebrate That's Festivus. right. No, it's the bro. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. I need some coke right now. Anybody's got anybody? Anybody got some? No? I think the president does. Voice from the underground the podcast is not. Well, then you're a punch. The three of you. Three punches. <laughs> Coming to oh, Okay. So yeah, as far as I go on this one, um, I'm kind of with Austin. Uh, you know, if somebody says something to me, I'll say the same thing back. And, you know, if they avoid the holiday altogether, I'm fine with that. My preferred word is still Merry Christmas just because of history. You know, uh, that's my history. I was it's tradition. used to say it that way. And, you know, it's sort of second nature, like waking up and taking a whiz. So, you know, if I say it to someone, they say, oh, uh, you know, I don't celebrate Christmas. And I'm like, okay, sorry. You know, but I also find it a little bit silly when people get offended when you say Merry Christmas to them. Uh, just like, you know, what Tom was saying, when people get offended, when you say happy holidays, nobody's like trying to sing Merry Christmas. I don't really see that as imposing religion on someone. Mm-hmm. It's just a holiday. It is what it is. And, you know, the one young young lady who said, uh, you know, I don't know why people gives a rat's ass about this. She's kind of right. But it is obviously a big topic every year. Though, though the one question I do want to ask you guys before we jump off this is where, do you, you know, T- Target was in the news a long time ago, uh, probably like seven or eight years ago about taking down any reference to Merry Christmas. Is it right, wrong, indifferent that, you know, businesses should put up any, like, you know, Merry, you know, a Christmas sale rather than a holiday sale? Is, is that something that we should be mindful of today? Are, are all the shoppers Christian? Do all the shoppers of these places celebrate Christmas only? Well, and I'm not, I'm obviously not. the answer with that to, uh, to that most of the time would be no, but I'm, what I'm asking is, is that your, is that like how you would make the call? I, I would. I mean, if I'm a company, just in a business standpoint alone, let's let's get the you know the uh, political correctness out of the way, uh, because it is such a political correct correctness issue. If you're a business, it just makes sense to to say something like Happy Holidays, because those people who will get offended by the Merry Christmas mm-hmm. might not shop at your place. If you say Happy Holidays, yeah, you're probably gonna. Yeah, there's yeah. no. I don't think there's a win to be honest with you. Now that I'm thinking about it, well, I think well, the thing is, I think that you I mean, piss off somebody the, else, right? Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, but the thing, they're private businesses, so they do what they want. And yeah, right. And it doesn't I, matter. I, I don't it think doesn't, it, it doesn't fucking matter. They're still going to make quota. You know, whether they put Merry Christmas, uh, the only thing that they probably wouldn't make quota is that they put like Happy Hanukkah because, you know, this country's pretty anti Semitic. <laughs> well, they, they, right? would, they would in Midtown. Well, that's uh, strictly Midtown, probably. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, did you guys leave your Christmas greeting for Trump? On that website, did you see that? No, I didn't even see that. There's a, there's a. Um, I aired my grievances with him though. There, there, there <laughs> is actually a thing going around where you can. Uh, there's a web. It's like an ad that pops up frequently, that says, "Hey, leave President Trump and Melania a, a Christmas message." I heard this on Young Turks the other day because uh, Anna like left him a message thanking him for taking away. Medicaid and stuff like that. So <laughs> it's, uh, I found it pretty interesting. I, I am planning on leaving him a voice message tomorrow and saying thank you to our amazing president. Of course, he'll tell me that you are fake news, but you know, it is what it is. Um, I'll, can I give mine right now? You can. 
Uh, fuck I, you. I, we know he's listening. Okay, this is it. Fuck you. Go ahead, go ahead Tom. What, oh, what? Thank you very much. Fuck, you? Fuck, fuck you. Who are you talking to? It can't be me. Fuck you. You're, Tom, everyone fuck you. loves me. Fuck you. Everyone loves me, Tom. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> I think we just hit the explicit on this episode. Uh, we hit that a long time ago with the guys on here. Yeah. So, uh, as we close out the show, I want to talk about one last topic with you fellas. It's going to leave me out of it, huh? Oh, you already answered. Didn't you go fucking head? No, it's cool. It's cool. I'm just messing with you. You answered the freaking question already. <laughs> I think you were no, first. You asked the to answer it twice? <laughs> you asked the follow-up question, Dutch. Oh, the business. What is this a business? What is this a political debate? Don't know. Dutch. No. Oh, you're right. Okay. You called you me on it. Follow-up question. And you didn't even come to me. That's, that's okay. What is your opinion with businesses, Hosh? I think that uh, if you go into Target and you don't celebrate Christmas and they got Christmas stuff up, why the hell are you upset? Uh, just like people who get upset when you don't say Merry Christmas. Yeah. Why do you get upset? Why? You, you know, you, you go it's in there, you get word. your damn rubber bands and, and go and go and do what you got to do. It's just a I word. Think of, it's just a word. Yeah. You shouldn't get butthurt about it. You know that if you're if you are not a Christian in this country, you're in the minority. So you already know that most businesses they're going to cater to the majority of the people who who uh, frequent their establishment. So you know, especially if you if, now if you live in an area that's heavily populated, if, if the Target or the Walmart or whatever is in a heavily populated area where most of the people that live there and shop there are Muslim or or whatever, then maybe Happy Holidays would be more appropriate. But in general, and we don't like to generalize, but in general, most people that shop in these stores because of just the makeup of the religious population would be Christian. So Merry Christmas makes sense. You shouldn't get upset about that. If it said Merry Christmas and fuck all the other, all the other beliefs in, on the ad or on the display. <laughs> might say that at Hobby Lobby. Then maybe you get upset. It may say that at Hobby Lobby and Chick-fil-A. But, uh, That's true, yeah. you know. <laughs> You know, no, but it, it, it's it's funny though. Like people whine about this one. You very rarely hear this about Easter, which is even yeah. really more of a religious holiday. And then if I do, I get pissed because I'm not Irish on St. Patrick's Day. Do I get pissed because I, you know, if someone's right. single on Valentine's Day, oh, I don't want you to celebrate Valentine's Day because I can't get laid. You know, you believe me. There, this can the toilet can flush on this very right. quickly in this society, which leads us perfectly into progressive politics so these are the crazy people who want this these two crazy people here and i'm kidding but kind of uh so here's what i want to know for you guys so there's a lot of um question marks about what really is progressivism what really is the the progressive wing of the democratic party so what i want to give you guys the chance to do uh before you talk about um your 100th anniversary show is give me your elevator pitch um you can both go uh, on you know what is the progressive platform specifically at least to your eyes and you know what are the things that are important to you guys that may differ from the traditional democratic party and a follow-up question that i'll kind of throw in there you know are, are you like closer to green i don't understand why you're not green go ahead and educate me on what you feel what your opinions are so I, I've always actually considered myself like a centrist progressive, and it, it almost sounds stupid to say that, but there are people who are very, very, <laughs> very far to that progressive wing where it's 
actually, in my eyes, radicalism. Um, the way I look at progressive the pro- progressivism is uh, policies that are for for the people, uh, policies that include every person rather than exclude people. Uh, universal health care, that's a huge, you know, that's a staple of the progressive platform. And it, it's starting to become more mainstream with Democrats now, but uh, for the longest time, it wasn't. Um, recreational marijuana, legalization of marijuana, stuff like that. Um, prison reform. Uh, you know, th- there's the basic. What, what do you dem- mean when you say prison reform? That can be taken a lot of ways. Explain. Well, it, we could tie the recreational marijuana st- situation with the prison. Uh, putting people in prison for marijuana offenses. That's about 60% of our prison uh, population in the United States, which is the biggest population in the world. Uh, if you legalize marijuana, those minor crimes, which literally are just minor crimes, those people don't go to jail and have their entire lives ruined because they smoked a blunt. Right. Okay. And you can leave those that that the jail open for the people who actually raped someone or kidnapped someone or et cetera, et cetera. So that's just one of the many, but that that's the Okay, yeah. I just wanted you to clarify. Just Yeah, yeah. Uh so that's it's those kind of policies. Policies that are for the people and including uh, the people. That's what I look at progressivism. Awesome. I think a little differently. I'm not sure. Well, we're about to find out. Uh, no, I, I think that's pretty close, Tom. I would say, um, I mean, if you're, if I had elevator pitch it, you know, to somebody, I would say basically I'd like the United States to adopt the Scandinavian style social democracy. So basically you have an, an economic system where the needs of the people are taken into consideration on things and not, you know, people will say that it's um, outright socialism, but it's not, it's social democracy. I mean, there's a lot of policies the United States already has that are social democracy esque, like social security or Medicare, Medicaid, um, things like the post office, um, the road you drive on the real, yeah, the, exactly the road you drive on the national the parks. Yeah, the police, the firefighters, yeah, all those things. The military. Yeah, uh, the things we couldn't live without. Even um, probably the most The stop sign outside of, you know, your house. Public schools, you know, um, even community and public colleges. I mean, yeah, we we have all these programs and just the, I think, uh, the Scandinavian social democratic style um, does... It does it a little better, I think, where they make things a little more even between the top and the bottom, and they really have a robust middle class. And because of that, they're you know top in the world and edu- you know in the top couple in the world in education, top in happiness. Um, their healthcare outcomes are better. Uh, they live longer. You know, they just they have overall better societal outcomes. So, uh, a couple quick questions, and I'm not trying to. Um dig in too deep to you here, but so there are a couple of narratives out there when it comes to progressives that I want you to either confirm or dispel. One would be this sort of Robin Hood mentality, um, which works in a couple of different ways because you can look at it as well. Uh, there, there's a, a line of belief out there that because society, you know, white men have obviously 
been behind a lot of uh, marginalization of other groups for centuries that now it's time for us to marginalize them or the you know if you're rich you should have to give up you should be taxed at 60 percent or 40 percent or whatever the number is you know um, and give that money in a robin hood sense to younger people are either of those remotely accurate as far as like what the you know and i'm talking here of uh, where i'm getting this from is like basically your your twitter basic twitter response from a maga or a QAnon person you know? uh, oh yeah i know what you're saying yeah um i think i say i wouldn't describe it so much as robin hood because when you look over a period especially um after the new deal policies were mostly dismantled you can follow the wealth transfer from the working and middle class to the rich and so i wouldn't call it so much a rob from the rich and give to the poor but just to get back what was already taken because they have they the top 0.01% get more public subsidies than any other group in america and um, when they do tax analysis, it's something Look at the like the Amazon deal, right? Yeah, exactly. Something like 75% of your taxes go to subsidies for giant corporations. So in a sense, yes, we, I think progressive policy would dictate that we would, um, tax the rich more, but not because we're taking what they've earned, but more we're getting back what they've already taken because of the power, the unequal power that they had to begin with. And and the way they did that was very clever. They started really focusing on the Supreme Court, which I don't think enough people focus on. And by putting in Supreme Court justices that Democrats always, certainly don't pay enough attention to it. Oh, not at all. No. Nope. They they are completely oblivious to how important the Supreme Court is. Yep. But but what they did and it was very clever because it's, you know, one of the few lifetime appointments that, you know, we have in our system. And they started putting people that they knew would rule in favor of corporations every time. And over that was the, what started out as a slow transfer of wealth exploded uh, in the late seventies and in the eighties. And then of course, citizens United, like just, I mean, it's oh, like the nuclear option. Jesus. But I think, yeah, that, that would be my response to that narrative. So yeah, and one of the things that I always get when having this discussion is why do you hate rich people? Like, well, you don't want people to be rich and that it's such a coward way of looking at it because it's trying to just make that the idea look like it's just targeting rich people. If you look at um, where rich people were the top of the country and where the middle class was at in the 1950s, it was, you know, the rich had more money, the, the, the middle class and the poor had less, but it wasn't far apart. And then as you get further or closer and closer to today's date, the rich got completely richer and the poor and the middle class either remained the same or in many instances got worse. And that's a lot, a lot of that has to do with the fact that the rich don't pay their fair sh uh, share in taxes. Uh, it's, it, they get, like Austin said, they get more and more breaks than the working class and the middle class and the poor class. And, and now, especially with the, the tax bill from what was it last year, now corporations pay pretty much the exact same tax that people pay, even oh, though corporations, no. even though, yeah. And even though corporations are making, God, billions of dollars. Yeah, so, so, well, well, some though, you got to, yeah. not to, not to step on you too hard, but 
you know, in, in fair defense of that, the, the corporate tax rate in the United States used to be, what did it come down to? I forget. Was it 30? Did it come down to 21 from 31? I believe it was some, some number like that. Something like that. It came, yeah. it came, it came down from 35 to 25, but, um, every, well, tax, Europe is at 18. Yeah. But every tax analysis said the functional rate was 5%. Lowest in the world. After, right. After you're talking about after write-offs. Yeah. Right. And, that, and that's, Europe, the, that's the thing I think that we're, yeah. we're going to see eye to eye on that. Yeah. Yeah. And in Europe, it's 18% period. Right. 18%. And there are no write-offs. Exactly. If they wanted to do that, but the, like when they load it to 25, they're, the tax analysis now is that the functional percent is going to go down to 2, 2% from 5. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, yeah, you can say the marginal tax rate is high, but the people that actually pay that rate is so minuscule. Though you have to, you have to admit though that this does have an adverse effect on your mid-sized businesses, your air conditioning contractors, and your plumbers, and you know your flower shop owners. Those guys, they don't get all the breaks that Amazon and Walmart do, but they're yeah exactly more adversely affected by it. So, do you think that there should be some sort of? Uh, and, and I know that I've heard uh, people talk about progressives saying it's called a progressive because they're in favor of a progressive rate tax. Um, do, do you think that businesses should be um, that are maybe, I don't want to say maligned, but more um, tax where the tax is more of a burden on someone who might be a business owner that makes, you know, half a million dollars a year for their whole business. I'm not talking about their sure. salary. I'm talking about a business that makes, yeah, business five, itself. Yeah. you know, yeah. uh, where they're supporting 30 employees off of that. Yeah. That tax rate helps that business, I would argue. Oh, yeah. And no. Absolutely. And I feel like you could even lower the tax rate on small businesses. I would have no problem with that at all. You know what would be even better is take away their need to have to pay for health insurance by no. well, that's universal yeah, health care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, by getting universal health care? Yeah. Yes. But not no. Workplaces should be able to uh, supply health care to their, to their employees. It's simple as that. It's simple as that. And in today's current state, but in, in a perfect world, like every other uh, industrialized country in this world who has universal health care, businesses don't have to worry about that because the government provides the health care. Which is why we have Toyotas, by the way. If we weren't for uh, Chevy and Ford having to pay you know, all this money for health insurance, Toyota probably would well, yeah. have not have been yeah. able to undercut us in price back in the 60s. So that, well, that's sure. That's but, why I, mean, I don't like, understand why Trump bitches about Toyota like he has done. How many times you see Chevys in Japan? Well, they can't because we have to pay for healthcare for our well, yeah. employees. And, and yeah. what happens when Trump goes to Australia and talks to the prime minister in Australia? He compliments their healthcare system, one of the best in the world. He used you know to why? be for universal healthcare. You know, yeah. Yeah. well, yeah, but yeah. he used to be for a lot of democratic uh, things back when he was trying to play both roles. Now he's just playing his true self. The reform party. Yeah, right. <laughs> but he compliments the Australians, right? Australians have universal and healthcare. Norway. I like Norway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. Just like, you know, they're setting their best. Yeah. They have universal health care too, you fucking dumbass. But it's not just him. It's 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 the entire it's the entire right and a lot of this country, even the center, even the center, uh, they don't see universal health care as a thing, but it, it'll help businesses so much, as you just pointed out. Yeah, you're Joe Manchins of the world. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. God. Well it's the same. I mean, I'm I'm starting to run pretty much a small business myself and then I work I contract out with a bunch of other small businesses and it's always the topic that comes up when we talk to each other. It's like, how can we afford health? Like bring people on. How can you afford the healthcare? I yeah. mean, 
It's, yeah, if we had universal healthcare, it would help out so much more than any other single thing. It would help out so much. And this is one of the big things about the progressive platform. It's I we we've interviewed so many progressives on our show, and they all have similar things in common. They're all extremely for advancing and improving the education system in this country. They're all for improving and advancing the uh, the, the green energy wave um, to try to co- combat climate change. Uh, they're all for universal health care. We've never met a progressive who claims to be a progressive and is on that progressive platform that doesn't believe in your universal health care. The second that you don't, like a Beto O'Rourke, who a lot of centrists are like, oh, he's progressive enough. He's not. He, he doesn't follow. Ha- like, You're still going to vote for him if he runs, right? If, oh, he, no. is no- if he is nominated as the, the Democratic candidate yeah. for president, of course. We voted yeah, for yeah. Hillary. Austin and I both voted for Hillary, but we didn't support her. Yeah. But we'll vote for whoever is the best candidate. And that's another thing that separates Austin and I from those really far left progressives Mm -hmm. where they're, and this is actually to answer your second question about the Green Party. It's probably true. Our platforms are probably aligned with the Green Party a lot more than the current Democratic platform, but we're going to pick the best candidate for the country. And Jill Stein, who wins seven votes in this country, will not (laughs) be the best candidate. Speaking of GoFundMe accounts, uh, what happened to that money? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I've been saying that for a long time. It's like she just swindled people out of millions of dollars. And Gary Johnson, too, by the way. I'm not not leaving the libertarians out of this. Uh, Stop stop with that shit, too. It's it's a a two-party system system right now. Well, I voted for Gary Johnson in the last election. I wasn't going to vote for either one of those two. Well, this election, I won't. But you know what? There's reasons why I believe that that was... Something that w- that made sense. So uh, just real quick, I now want to too much of a tangent because I want Haas to comment here. But um, when I looked at the last election, um, I I said, okay, this is a job interview, right? And Cl- Clinton was not somebody that I wanted in that position. Trump was not somebody I wanted in that position, and Stein was not somebody I wanted in that position. So like you just said, you have to vote. At that time, I was like, well, I'm going to vote for the right person. I'm not going to be complicit in Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. Okay, so, and also you had, uh, it didn't turn out to be this way, but if they would have gotten an extra 1.3% of the vote, then they would have been appropriated, uh, you know, federal finance dollars, Mm -hmm. which I believe that at some point, this is my belief, at some point, to my eye, we need a third party in this country, be it a centrist party or a further left or further, I, you know, hopefully not further right. But, you know, I think that we do need that. I know? agree. And I disagree with one thing about that before you move on. We don't need a third. We need more than a third. I, I don't. I, I well, you don't want to be a Russia where you have 60, right? And then no, no, but, but, but <laughs> two and three are still not enough, in my opinion. Yeah, a country oh, you're not, like, you're right. You're right. Like England, I think England has maybe five. That now you have five candidates that you can pick from. Now maybe even five well, is too not, much. That's not exactly how they're. Well, you know what? I'm just. I'm just. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, but I hate our two-party system because we're going to get so many of those opportunities where you got to pick between two people you don't like. Exactly, but mm. in this country, unfortunately, and I don't mean to to make fun of your vote or any because, like I said, I want more parties, but because. It is a two-party system. Those third and fourth party in the green and libertarian will never win, never. So that second that you vote for them, it's it, it's unfortunately it's throwing a vote away. It's like you might as well not even vote at all. Well, but you can still vote for the the local, which yeah, I, yeah, of course, of course. Bid, I mean, as far know. as presidential, 
It's mine. You might as well not vote for anybody at all. Gary Johnson would never was never going to win. Joe Stein was never going to win. People said Donald Trump was never going to win too, though. Yeah, but he was on the Republican ballot, so he had a chance to win regardless. Because Republicans are going to win about fifty percent of the vote. Democrats are going to win about fifty percent of the vote. I I think that I at this point in time for this upcoming election. I certainly agree with you. I don't give a shit if Bart Simpson runs on the Democratic ticket. I'm voting yeah. for him. You know, us, this us. time, this time against this guy. Yeah. I may, I may yeah. make a different decision later. Haas, I, you're sitting there nice and quiet. Um, <laughs> I, I, I apologize for usurping this. Um, no, no, com- no. Comment not. on anything here? Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm, my, my comment is going to be very short because I, I would echo a lot of what Austin and Tom said, so I'm not going to go there. Uh, but... I, when when we talk about voting third party, um, you know, I, I believe there's a time and a place. And I, I believe that the 2016 election was not the time or place because, yes, Hillary was not a good candidate. She was not the She ran a lazy campaign because she figured she had it in the bag. And she's just not the best candidate. OK, I agreed with that. I, I was a Bernie guy. Um, and I was hoping he would get the nomination, but he got, he got screwed out of it. And so be it. Uh, but as bad as Hillary was, she was still way better than Trump. I, I, I said when he announced, and it, it looked like he was going to get the nomination, I said it over and over again. I said it's going to be a clusterfuck. It's going to be a dumpster fire. It's going to be bad. It's going to hurt minorities worst and first if he gets elected and sure as shit what's happening in this country i sure do like pumpkins cotton (laughs) (laughs) from i mean from uh, from an individual level it's gotten worse for minorities worse than first because you got people come walking around slashing black people's throats you got people attacking mexicans and stuff like you got people you got all of these people calling 911 on people because they're uncomfortable and then as you go up the food chain into the systems of this country, look at the judges that are being placed in, look at the, look at, look at the policies that are being pushed and things like that. These are things that are going to hurt people in a bad way, worse than first. So I did not think that because I could have easily gone in there and said, screw that, I'm going to write in Bernie. But there's a time and place. When you got someone that you know, you know good and, da- good and damn well that they are going to be just the worst of the worst, the, just the, the worst thing that you can imagine time some that you don't even think of. You know, you, you got to just say, you know what? I was telling my son this the other day. I said, you know, if you knew you got, if you got in trouble, and you knew that I was going to give you a spanking with a belt and your mother was going to give you a spanking with uh, her hand and maybe your stepmom, my wife, was going to put you on punishment. But you knew that as, as the votes went, you knew that the, the punishment was out the door. You knew that you, you were either going to get the belt or the hand. Which would you choose? You'd choose the hand, you know? And I'll this is where... Belt. <laughs> oh well, that's you. You and the belt. You are fake news. You and the belt and some paper would be great. <laughs> but I just I I feel like I feel like I really I was really disappointed 
and uh, black people in particular who, uh, you know, were so anti-Hillary and stayed home fuckers. They stayed home. And now most of those people who stayed home are complaining about Trump or they voted green or libertarian, which I'm sorry. The way the system is now. This was not the time for a protest vote like that. Can I make one more? Can I make an addition to that? Go ahead. In the states that mattered the most in this election, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio. Well, in those three in particular, because I don't know the stats for the rest. um, If the Green Party votes, which would be predominantly Democratic, I think we could all agree on that. If it wasn't for the Green Party, no no conservative is going to vote for the Green Party. Party, Right. If you took those Green Party votes and you switched them to Democrats, Hillary wins all three states and she wins the presidency. But because people decided that they don't like Hillary, so they're going to vote for this Green Party candidate that's not going to win. Not going to win. Enough votes would have gone Hillary's way to win all three of those states. That's how close those states were. You know where that yeah. just happened again recently? Where? With Gillum. Oh, yep. yeah. Oh, yeah. He lost, he and they lost ran the same, they ran the same yeah. type of campaign. They ran the same type of thing against Gillum. Yeah. To get, to Which, get by the way, they found out that he's no that that he had nothing to yeah. do with that thing he was. And, in, and where's where's the apology from Trump on that? Yeah, none, yeah. of course. You know, but, but they, the thing he is, lost by he, uh, uh, sorry, real quick, he lost by 07 percent, and one point two or one point one percent of Floridians voted for uh, third parties. There you go. And, and, and again, it's not the word like I want a third and a fourth party, but yes, me too. Costing people. It's costing this country because people have, until it happens where we establish proper third and fourth parties, no offense to libertarians and green parties, but your parties will never win. And and, and until people realize that, we're going to keep getting elections like we got in 2016, unfortunately. And and here's the thing is that, like I said, there's a time and a place. You know, if if you've got, if you know, at least if like if Rubio was on the ticket, or, or somebody like that on the Republican side. You know, it's like, mm, at least this dude, at least this guy's a politician. At least he, he, he knows something. You know, Trump has only been in a government office usually as a goddamn defendant. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was his wrong. appeal, though. But that was his, that, that's the whole thing is his. his but that's, that's the bullshit, though. You don't, you don't, you don't. That's the idiocy behind it. You don't, you don't get Hank the freaking garage mechanic to do your goddamn appendectomy though you know what i'm saying the plumber to do it there's 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 (laughs) there's a time and a place for outsiders and stuff like that you don't put an outsider in the highest office of the land who's never done anything political nothing not one thing just send tweets yeah but you're gonna it's not that i'm sorry it's just not the time for a protest vote dutch i disagree with you on that there's time and place for that. Not there. So uh, all right. I, I so I'll be sure we end up long. <laughs> well, that's all good. So I have a bunch of other questions on progressives that we're not going to be able to get to. Um, we'll have to maybe follow up with them next time. Hope you guys will come back or uh, we can talk. And yeah, of course. Do a bonus show or something like that. Sure, sure. I actually have some questions for you guys on um, individualism regard uh, compared to group politics as mm-hmm. well as. Uh, Fair trade versus free trade, which uh, I have a feeling Asa and I would probably have uh, some contested discussions on, but we don't have time for that because we're already at like two fucking hours. So, <laughs> um, 
you guys have a 100th episode coming up. Tell us about uh, what you have planned and where can the listener tune in and how can they find your show? Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, first of all, thanks again, guys, for having us on. No, it's no a, problem. Always a good time. Yeah. Um, the, our 100th episode, we, we actually thanks had... Thanks for lying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Listen, I, I, just, I just called you out on your third-party vote. I'm, I'm going to call it the way it is. You know that. Um, our, our 100th episode, we actually had a, a special guest on. Oh, we were supposed to have him on, but we couldn't get the schedules to align. So, what ends up happening is we pretty much just did uh, a, a regular episode with... Uh, it's just a regular episode with a, a little bit more fan interaction and stuff like that. Um, but it, it's you know it's who we are. It's we didn't go too far off the script. We we never do scripted shows or anything like that. And the the guest was supposed to be that that special uh, event, but that's okay. Darn we, podcast guests, they're always so it, hard. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can you can find our show on Spreaker. Uh. We're, we're there. We're on iTunes. Uh, and because we're on Spreaker, we're pretty much on literally every podcasting catching site that you can imagine. So whatever app you use, you probably can just find Dumble over there. Uh, we're also on Twitter and Patreon and all that stuff. So just look at Dumble over podcast and you'll find us somewhere. Awesome. And you guys, I just want to commend you guys. Um, one of the reasons why I jumped on your Patreon is because you guys did such a great job with interviewing candidates during the midterms. I know we, you actually inspired me to do it. Um, I think I had six candidates that we um, interviewed. Tatiana Mata from Bakersfield, Peter Joffreon and Tabitha Eisner from Alabama. Um, a few others I can't think of off the top of my head. Oh, but very cool. We, 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 I, I thought it was a great idea to do that. And you guys actually had uh, Ascasio Cortez, I think, before yeah. she became yeah. the, pop, the pop princess of socialism, before she, she was crowned. She um, had by 200 uh, Twitter followers when we, uh, when we interviewed her. Now she has like a, a, almost a million, I think. Has she, has she talked to you guys since then? or No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. That's one of those situations where it's like, I kind of don't want you to come on our show because that's probably not going to be a good look for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't, I don't blame her at all, but it was fun to have her and we will pull up the show when she runs for president in eight years, they're going to play the yeah. dumb all over interview and the which campaign is, okay. is fucking done, <laughs> which will be okay though, because she, she spoke to the same platform that she is even right. till today. So she actually, the, the, her interview was one of the more notable. And Susan Smith as well, who I really like, uh, yeah. she was supposed to come on our show actually. And we just couldn't get the schedule together. Yeah, mm. yeah um, it happens. Very, very good know. candidate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of great candidates. I'm well, we're glad. Yeah, you interview as many politicians as you guys can too, because uh, people want to hear these voices. And a lot of times, especially with the smaller the House candidates, because there's so mm -hmm. many of them, yeah. it's hard to find them. So if a podcast uh, starts interviewing them, then their word gets out and helps them a lot. Helps us a little bit too. Absolutely. Yeah, that yeah. definitely does. Yeah. All right. Well, listener. This was a marathon freaking show. Haas, any parting <laughs> comment? They all are. They all are. Well, we've been doing uh, a pretty good job of keeping them around an hour and a half, hour 45. But this one, I think this might be our longest podcast yet. So <laughs> thanks, Tom and Austin, you jerks. <laughs> it happens. There's only one man who would dare give me the raspberry. Dumb all over. <laughs> the fuck was that okay so he doesn't know space balls we just I, I, austin oh. next time austin i just want to make sure we're clearing something uh-huh next time when we ask you back we're asking you back not tom 
Wow. No, we'll we'll send we'll send we'll send Tom a ream of paper. Well, see the funny thing <laughs> we like to talk movies on this show sometimes, and it's hard to do that with my friend Tom. But so Tom, I want you to go see uh maybe Aquaman tomorrow and open yourself up to pop culture. So I will not be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad for Kevin when I hear him on your guys' show. He's like Tom's like, what is Superman? <laughs> now, to be fair, I do those just because I, I know it. I know deep down it triggers him. He'll play it cool, but I know it just hearing those words triggers him a little bit. <laughs> and I love so doing that. Well, well be, be honest, Tom, though. It's not always. Well, the like, Superman thing. Specifically yeah. that. Everything else is absolutely true. I don't know anything about anything. <laughs> uh, well, that makes two of us. Uh, unlike Tyrion. How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink, and I know things. You know that's from Game of Thrones, right? I uh, love it. Let's just say yes. We'll okay. Say, oh, <laughs> you saved yourself by saying... Uh, Haas, parting shot, sir. Uh, in the spirit of the season, remember the spirit of the season. Don't think about what you can get. Think about what you can give. Go to your closet. Go to your pantry. Go to your garage. What can you give? The best way to honor a blessing is to be a blessing. If you're listening to this podcast, you have the technology to do so. So you are therefore blessed. Go out and bless someone, especially in this season right now. Amen. And uh, with that, Merry Christmas. Merry, what did you say before? Merry, um, Merry, Merry Christmas, Mahana Kwanzaa. Merry Christmas, Mahana Kwanzaa. Don. <laughs> Merry Christmas, to us, to everybody. Merry Christmas, Don, to us, to us, and coming in Festivus for Austin. See, Thank we're you. inclusive. <laughs> we're so inclusive here. We'll see you guys next time on Voice from the Underground. Thank you for listening to Voice from the Underground. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at VFU Podcast. See you next time. I don't mean to be so uptight But my heart's been hurt a couple times By a couple guys that didn't treat me right I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie Alexa, play Meant to Be Okay If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be Baby, just let it be If it's meant to be with Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Ho, 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 ho. What can I get you? Hey, Santa. A pony and an iPhone for my mom. She really wants one. That's a lot. Look, at Metro, they'll give you an iPhone 6S just for switching. Charlie Jingle Bells. I should switch to Metro. It's smart. You should. Get this unbelievable deal under your tree. Switch and get an iPhone 6S on us. Hurry, because deals this good don't last long. Metro by T-Mobile. Plus sales tax and activation fee. Not valid for current T-Mobile network numbers or numbers active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions.